This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. And the update's brought to you by Farah and Farah. Sparks flew in the Trump trial in New York yesterday. The uh, the case has fallen apart, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. This is not about anything legal. This is about getting Trump. It's about Letitia James, the district attorney there, getting Trump. Nothing else. Do whatever it takes to make sure that man doesn't run for president again. Trunk, trunk. Trump took the stand. I tell you what, man. Albina Habat, what's her name? The lawyer? Oh, man. She's, She's amazing. good. If yeah. you ever, I'm, I, you know. I know she turns you on because you like women that are sassy like Who that. Does she look yeah. like, though. She looks really familiar to me. Where have I seen her? Or she know. looks like somebody I've, I've. She looks familiar. Mm-hmm. Anyway, she's she's really good, man. Mm-hmm. If I need, if you need a lawyer, that's the one. I wonder how much he's charging Trump. <laughs> you think it's expensive? I'm sure it is, but I, I can't, I can't help but think about his choosing of lawyers because he's been through a bunch of them. Not to say that she's not good, but... No, she's really good. I think that her beauty definitely was a factor for him. Really? It's Donald Trump. I don't think she was he that used to hot. be in charge of the Miss America thing. All right, let's start out with Jonathan Turley explaining what's going on here, because there really is, it's, it's an ancient law. Nobody's ever been tried under this law. Well, I could find no case anywhere like this, and it, part of the problem is the underlying law, which doesn't require any victim. It doesn't require anyone to lose money. You know, the banks were not complaining. They apparently made money, right. uh, but that doesn't matter. And you have the AG, James, who ran on being a political activist. She ran on saying that she would bag Trump for anything. Yeah, Letitia James said she was going to get Trump. That's what she ran on. Could you imagine that? Could you imagine that a Republican ran, you know, I'm going to get Biden. There are some that are doing that, but I mean, not to this extent. wrong with people? Now, what kind of idiot goes, are you going to sue him for us? Isn't there... You're stupid. You don't get anything out of this district attorney suing Trump. You think you're going to get a dollar? You think you're going to get a check in the mail? Give me a break. You're going to get a little lock of his orange hair now, to keep it, in your scrapbook? Are you dying to say something? What's well, I, I am because I have questions. How, how does she get chosen to be uh, on the case? Isn't it like a juror thing where like what if you're What are you talking somehow- about? She's the district attorney. She was elected. Yes, but... She brought the case. When you have the whole thing of, like, you're going just to get him... People voted for her. 
because you've been people, especially in New York, have been taught to hate Trump, even though Trump has really made the skyline of New York what it is today. I was going to say, before he was president, they loved him. They loved him. But the media has taught people to hate Trump. And the dumber you are, the more you hate Trump. Not because I want, because you have to be, you know, smart. You can be smart and hate Trump. But these people hate Trump and they don't even know why. They don't even know how many times have we played sound bites here. Oh my gosh. Wait a minute. I got one somewhere. Who are you voting for? Trump or Biden? I'm voting for Biden. Why? Here, here, here we go. This is a perfect example. Here we go. Trump or Biden? Neither. I mean, I, Trump's the worst, but I also hate Biden. So You I'm, don't like Trump? Obviously not. Is there a reason why? There's a thousand. I'm gay. I'm, I mean, he's the worst. I mean, there's a thousand reasons why. What are some of the you know bad things he did? Are you kidding me right now? What happened? Okay, I'm done. Oh, I was just I was just curious. What are some of the bad things? Okay, no, f- that I'm good. This is what I'm talking about. Media- I can't answer it, so I'm just gonna act like you're the idiot. Yeah. yeah, the media preys on stupid people. There's a lot of stupid people. And what they do is they teach stupid people to have a certain reaction, a behavioral reaction to whatever it is they want you to hate. So they teach you over time, and then a bunch of people hate somebody for no reason because Uh they don't have any idea. There's one right there. They don't have a mind of their own. No. So then Letitia James comes along. She's black. She's intelligent. She's, you know, she's a very hateful person. She's also a racist. But hey, let's leave that part out. They vote for her because she said she's going to get Trump, so it fulfills their hatred of Trump as well. Just like that girl said at the end of the Letitia James uh, piece of audio I just played you. Are you going to sue him for us? What what What, did he do to you exactly? You a moron? (laughs) Oh, my God. Anyway, Jonathan Turley goes on about... This in t- First of all, you got to know what the lawsuit is about. This is about suing Trump because he overvalued his properties to get loans from banks. No bank was harmed. No bank did not get paid. No banks complained. All this is is a made-up case to get Trump. To keep him from... It should be concerning for people uh, because it does appear that this is a case uniquely uh, created for Trump under a law that hasn't been used in the same way against others. Yeah. So go ahead. She's going for total annihilation. She is asking to take this iconic figure and effectively ban him from business in New York. And the question is why? And the answer is because that's what she promised to do. That's it. That's the whole thing right there. And, you know, I think it's it's half that of her taking down Trump. But I think the other half is her wanting to be known and be popular as the person that took down Trump. Oh, yeah. No, she was. This is all self-serving. Yeah, of course it is. This is crazy. I was the one that did it. Mm -hmm. It was me. They'll write about me in the history books. (laughs) Exactly. Her and Kamala have the same disease. This is the former attorney general, and she's still a counselor, explaining what this would be like if we put it. See, because a lot of people don't realize. Do you think, oh, well, this is these Trumps and these people like that and the Bidens. and This is big stuff, and this doesn't apply to me. Well, actually, it does apply to you. And here's a great example. This attorney general gives it. Imagine a small town where the speed limit is 55 miles an hour. And everyone goes 65 miles an hour. And it's always been that way. And no one's ever been pulled over. No one's ever been arrested. But then a new sheriff comes to town and says, you know what? I don't like that John Doe guy over there. And I'm going to start enforcing the law specifically against him. And not only that, I'm going to make sure that he doesn't speed now. I'm going to make sure that he and his family can't ever drive again. And I think that's probably what the former president was feeling and thinking as he was sitting there, because as has been mentioned, our research team, which includes lawyers, 
cannot find any example in New York State of someone being convicted of uh, um, inflating real estate values without a victim. No, there's nobody. Nobody's ever been convicted of that. And plus, now it comes out that actually the real estate values Trump was quoting when he got on the stand yesterday were actually pretty much what they were. They're close. So he wasn't overvaluing his properties that much. This is crazy that we're. This is being allowed to happen. And I'm going to play you Trump's attorney later, the one we talked about. She's she's something else. Oh yeah. So uh, New York. Here, here's another thing. New York Times poll and about 30 other polls showed Trump ahead of Biden in every single state. Well, we can't have that. What else can we sue well, him no, for? Isn't he up in uh, Wisconsin? He's up at... <laughs> what? He's up in Wisconsin by like two points, and then every other state he's getting just clobbered. No. No, no. He's clobbering Biden Trump in is every single... That's what I'm saying. Joe Biden. No, yeah. Joe Biden's up by two points in Wisconsin. You're right. And in every other state, Trump's up. In some states, by 10 points. <sighs> by 10 points. Ouch. People are fed up with Joe Biden. So on the, in the media, they're going crazy. They're going nuts. They're saying anything they can. This is a wake-up call. This is frightening for not just the Biden White House, not just for Democrats, but for anybody who fears what a return to a Trump presidency would mean. He- what exactly would that mean? Let's see. Lower taxes, our enemies in fear of us, respect, low inflation, energy independence, protecting children from medical freaks. Uh, let's see, a strong middle military, not woke, restoring law and order in our big cities, going after gangbangers in the inner city and a secure border. Yeah, that's horrible. We wouldn't want that again. God forbid. He can win. I mean, it's just incredible. I don't think that voters have come to terms with what he is talking about doing. He is talking about a campaign of revenge and retribution. Okay, he hasn't mentioned that, although I would like to see that as a sideshow. Do you think that things are going to get so bad to scare people enough to where people that voted for Biden are just going to bite the bullet and go, well, we need him and I don't like him, but I guess he better be president. I think they're already showing that. Yeah. I think in these mm-hmm. these polls that just came out, they're showing that. They're saying this is, you know, we can't we can't keep going like this. Mm-mm. We can't. I, I don't want to get into a border discussion. We do that every other day. I mean, but we're being invaded. We're being invaded. Two terrorists that we know of got into the country. Luckily, we caught them. But there's 600,000 others. We don't know who they are that got in the I'm country. sure they're all lovely people that just want to come seek asylum. Yeah, they just got away. He's talking about invoking the Insurrection Act on day one, using American troops on the streets of U.S. cities. Okay, you live in, you live in Chicago. There's 32 people get shot every weekend, if not every day. Yeah, bring the military in. I think there's a lot of, you know, uh, poor neighborhoods that would love that. Mm. Tired of getting their kids killed by gangbangers. Yep. If only the police weren't defunded. Huh. What's, what's funny is this guy here, uh, Jonathan Carl, he's on ABC, I believe. Uh, he's actually, well, everything he's saying is actually promoting Trump. He's thinking of bringing the military into crime-ridden neighborhoods where people like politicians defunded the police like Smoke said. Good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then he says, oh, no, think of the things that Trump could bring back. All law the good stuff? O- law and order. <laughs> Yeah, nobody wants that, right? All right. This is pretty cool. Uh, Her name is uh, Representative uh, Shelley Pengree. She's from, um, she's a Democrat from Missouri. Emmy, what's, Emmy is what? Maine. 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 That's right. She's incredulous because during the uh, session up there, instead of talking about all the problems we have in this country, 
What are they talking about? Honestly, I don't even know where to start. Uh, we are dealing with enormous challenges in the world. And, and we're here debating a plastic straw. You see, <laughs> she thinks it's ridiculous, too. They're, it's midnight. It's midnight, and they're discussing plastic straws. With all the crap going on, this congresswoman is talking about how her, her colleagues are discussing banning plastic straws. I don't know about you, but I have an ocean uh, border that's longer than any other ocean border in the United States. So reducing our amount of single-use plastic is important. Whether or not it's our job in Congress to decide what kind of straw should be used or exactly how these should be uh, bans should be implemented, I just don't think it's something that we should be doing at midnight uh, when we have a lot of big problems to deal with. You think? Yeah, I think there is uh, bigger fish to fry. Hmm. The planet has been through a lot worse than us. Been through all kinds of things worse than us. Been through earthquakes, volcanoes, plate tectonics, continental drift, solar flares, sunspots, magnetic storms, the magnetic reversal of the poles, hundreds of thousands of years of bombardment by comets and asteroids and meteors, worldwide floods, tidal waves, worldwide fires, erosion, cosmic rays, recurring ice ages, and we think... Some plastic bags and some aluminum cans are going to make a difference. Everybody, the planet, everybody together. The planet, the planet isn't going anywhere. One, two. We, we are. <laughs> We're going away. Yeah, pack your. Yeah, I love that. Any chance to play that? It's true, though. Yep. All right, so Stacey Abrams ran for governor of Georgia. She still thinks she's the governor of Georgia. She's, so she's like, I'm not going to concede. I'm just, I'm going to sit here and pretend. So, uh, and she still goes on about how she's an election denier. She's everything that they claim Trump is. She's an election denier worse than Trump, according to the media. I mean, according to uh, Fox News. And they're probably right about that because she doesn't stop. It never happens that she goes to an interview and doesn't bring it up. So now uh, she's defending Kamala Harris. Stacey Abrams is her name. Of course, you know her. She's the, did you remember that meme where you got Zelensky? And he goes, they send me my first Abrams tank, and it's Stacey Abrams. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen that, no. Funny. Funny yeah, as hell. Rich. So anyway, um, yeah, she's defending Kamala Harris because uh, Democrats hated her, too. She got, what, 1%? I think so. Kamala so, Harris, yeah, she got 1%. Now, what do you think Stacey Abrams is going to say is wrong with uh, everybody disliking Kamala Harris? They're and- racist. And they're sexist, and she's my friend. She's right. We cannot ignore that misogyny and racism remain very prevalent in our politics. And for those behaviors that don't rise to either misogyny or racism, there's also just the difference. Our expectations are set for the traditional white male vice president. It's what it's always been. Uh We are not always great with new. Uh, But more importantly, I know if you filter through the critiques, if you think about how she is castigated, there it is inextricably linked to race and gender. She read the thesaurus before she spoke? Really? Yeah. yeah. Race and gender. Can't be that she's just dumb? You think you just fell out of a coconut tree? (laughs) (laughs) The Krusty the Clown of Can you handle that cackle for a year? Because I can't. Yeah, no. That's not why people don't like her. Have you listened to her talk? That's why people don't like her. Artificial intelligence. It's two words, okay? <laughs> and Russia is a big country over in Europe, and it's 
Ukraine is a little country. I get that not everybody's good at public speaking, especially if you were like Montel Williams' but, ex-girlfriend. But, but if you're but the vice president, learn to be. What got me was, do you remember her cheesy little science video she did with those kids? Yes. Oh, the actors Space, they hired? look. Oh, my. It's a rocket. It goes up. I'm like, uh, uh, what, are you, what, are, what is it? Who are you, Barney and friends? Stop. <laughs> get them all. Lock them up. Lock them up. Get them all. Get them all. Lock them up. Perverts. Criminals. Lock them up. Lock them up. Criminals. Lock them up. Get them all. Perverts. Here we go again. Lake Buena Vista, 22-year-old man facing charges after Orange County deputies say he recorded a boy in the bathroom at Disney. Mm-hmm. According to an affidavit, the suspect was identified as Clayton Snyder of Kentucky. Deputies were called to Disney's Grand Floridian Hotel and Spa. This was uh, the 6th, and there he was in the bathroom recording a young boy, 10 years old, in the stall. Did the the 10-year-old's dad come in and pummel him into a Um, bloody pulp on the bathroom floor? Actually, almost. Uh, The little kid came out of the bathroom and went to his parents and were like, Hey, I'm pretty sure somebody's taking a picture of me while I was in the bathroom. (gasps) Dad's like, Oh, really? Dad comes marching in there. Good! Hey, the heck you doing? And dude's like, Oh, it wasn't me. I didn't know. Uh -uh. It wasn't my no way. And then they're like, yeah, right. So they go to the security. Security calls the cops. Cops come over. They, you know, they try to take his phone. And then the cops look at the phone and check the hidden folder on his phone. And found the video <gasps> in the slammer. No beating? Yeah, I, I don't know if my restraint would be. I mean, I would have been like, he slipped and fell on the bathroom and hit his don't head on the ceramic happened. toilet yeah. a couple of times. Yeah, I don't know what happened. He's <laughs> got a little brown on his nose. I don't know how that happened. I'd at least give him a swirly or something. Right. His skull was broken when I found him. <laughs> you ran into my fist eight times. <laughs> By mistake. He's trying to get out of the bathroom. Klutzy my fist fella. was in the way. Uh, your gym clothing could be leaching toxic chemicals into your blood system. All right. My socks aren't that bad. Yep. If you're, uh, whether you're on a treadmill or just thinking about uh, working out, but you're wearing the clothing, uh, that. When it gets wet, could be leaching toxic chemicals into your system. Oh, so what's oh, the solution? We work out naked or? I, I was releasing the chemicals. Well, you do release chemicals, but that's a whole different topic. Uh-huh. You're talking about like clothes. Is that why you need to wash them a whole bunch before you wear it them? It says or? your synthetic bra or you know your leggings made of synthetic fabrics like spandex, nylon, and polyester, all of which are essential plastics. These materials are made from petrochemicals. That means, oh, for those of you who want to stop oil and want to, you know, rip up uh, ancient museum art. Uh, that's uh, made from petroleum. Some of them are worse than others. Like some of them you could tell are really well made and some items like for these pants that I have on actually, I can't wash them with any other clothes because they smell like plastic. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, they're made from petroleum, petrochemicals. Uh, chemical additives are also included like pathylates and bisphenols. New research shows sweat leaches chemical additives from your plastic and those chemicals, and they leach into your blood. Into your skin, yeah. Ah! That's why I don't wear these pants very often, and I don't wear them to work out in. And it's weird because it's a set, and the top is, like, nice and soft, and the pants are kind of scratchy, and I'm like, what the hell? I mean, they're cheap. I got them online for, like, 12 bucks, but still. That's what you get. You get what you pay for. Hunter Biden lied on a form to get a gun. Yeah. Federal form, it's a felony. Of course, that's gone away. The whole thing's gone away. You know, he's okay. it's okay. It's Hunter Biden. I mean, you're not going to come on. You know, he can break the law all he wants. He's the vice president's son, for God's sake. So, and then he took the gun and put it in a garbage can across from high school. <laughs> so, a woman in Newport, uh, she did the same. Well, she bought a gun while she was smoking marijuana. 
Like you do. Same thing, lied on a federal form. She's getting 18 months to 24 months in prison. Not, not, she's not getting the hunter treatment. No. And no, no, uh, no. it's all because her six year old student, her six year old son, took a, a student at the Newport, uh, what's his, in Virginia, Newport uh, Elementary, took the uh, gun to school and shot the teacher twice, once in the arm and another in the torso. Um, that teacher is now suing the school district for $40 million. Why? Well, let's see. Went on all day, all day long. Kid came up to the teacher and said, hey, uh, Junior over there has got a gun in his backpack. Why don't you do something immediately? Teacher runs to the principal and says, this kid has a gun in his backpack, said this other kid. He goes, oh, that's, that's bullcock. No, you we'll go just- over to the kid, you grab his backpack and go, give me that. And you take it and you bring it to the principal and you open it together and go, see? Nope. It was ignored all day. She brought this up to several people in the school. One of the teachers said, one of the principal, the assistant principal said, eh, you know, just relax. Just go back and do your thing. And of course, she ended up getting shot twice. Ended oh, up in I would the hospital. Sue too. So she's suing them for forty million dollars. Because they're all idiots. Nobody wants to discipline anymore. Nobody mm-hmm. wants to do anything. Nobody wants to yell at anybody. They're scared they're going to be called racist, or they're scared that they're, they're going. Oh, you're picking on this one or this one. We don't want any trouble. Nobody wants any trouble. Start disciplining your students. Yep. And finally, of course, recap here. Trump was in court yesterday. He took the stand himself. Did a pretty good job. We haven't heard it, but we saw some transcripts. And the it pissed off the judge. The judge is a weirdo, man. This guy's like something out of a I cartoon. I think his wife just left him or something. He's angry. And he's a strange looking he's dude. An angry elf. I knew as soon as they started bringing the cameras in, you see him like take his glasses off and like pose for the cameras. Like, yeah. Right I'm like, isn't he? What's his name from? Uh, is it Lord of the Rings? The the go- the golem. The golem, isn't it? He looks like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, apparently the judge got angry uh, at Trump's response to one of the questions and slammed the table. It's like, calm down. Like a 12-year-old. But uh, Trump wasn't taking it. We now return to highlights from Donald Trump's testimony in his civil fraud trial. Mr. Trump, do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God? A version of it, yes. Well, we don't want just a version of it. We want... An idiot says what? What? (laughs) You're an idiot? Yeah, that's what I thought. Mr. Trump, I am the judge in this courtroom. You will respect me and... Talk about how ugly you are? Oh, it would be my pleasure. One more disrespectful comment and I'll... Cry because you're so ugly? Wow, you poor ugly judge. Stop it! More of Donald Trump's testimony in his civil fraud trial coming up the sunny update this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Rick's Daisy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. Brought to you by All Electric Services. All right, so we do and highlight some conspiracy theorists sometimes on this show. And sometimes in that category falls what we call flat earthers. Those are the people that think the earth is flat. In case you didn't know by the name. Now, here is a comedian. He is interviewing a flat earther. And this guy really believes in what he's saying, and he is going to educate us all about the sun. If the Earth is flat, where is the sun? It's 93 million miles away? When you say the sun, there is no the sun. Everybody has their own sun. There's a different sun for everybody. What do you mean a different sun? I don't understand that. There's a different sun here in Las Vegas than there is in New York? You're not looking at the same sun there, correct. So how many suns are there? As many people who are viewing it. Every individual person has their own sun? Correct. Sun's no more than 50 miles away at any given time. But wait a second. Airplanes go up in the sky. That's right. And it's like a rainbow. How come the sun doesn't get bigger when you're in an airplane? The closer you move to it, the farther it moves from you. It's like a rainbow. (laughs) What? It's not like a burning ball of gas. What is the sun then? Cold. Sun is cold. Sun is cold. I thought that'd be fun just, for everybody. Just anything that you say, I'm going to say the opposite. No, no, no. See, everybody has their own one of it, and then it moves relative to where you are. Buddy, don't you think that's a little bit more complex than the simpler solution of what we've already figured out? God, how do people like that actually get through the day? Sometimes you got to listen to somebody that's so crazy to make you feel less crazy. Yeah, because I'm a big conspiracy guy. I can look into a lot of stuff and and... Think that you know there's plausibility to a lot of things. <laughs> That's one I just can't believe people really get on board with. Mm. The whole flat earther thing. Yeah, but wasn't there a guy that was going to launch himself out of a cannon just so if, if he, to see if he could see the curve of the earth? <laughs> well, no. Uh, what I liked was the guy that said that at the edge of the earth, at the flat earth, uh-huh. there's a mountain range, and on the other side, there's seven more continents. <laughs> Remember what, that? What was the guy that said, um, it was somebody in office, too, that said if all of the people on one continent were on one side of the continent, that it would flip over? Oh, that's the dude talking no. about Guam. Oh, that's name? Senator Johnson, yeah, said that they were going to send 25,000 troops to Guam, and his concern was that the island would capsize. It's like, do you know how islands work? <laughs> They're not just floating about like, you know, buoys in the ocean, you idiot. And he's still in office. Wow. How? 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 Honestly, how could you ever? I know, I know. Smoke's going to lose What's his name? It's He's, uh, oh, what was his name? Um, Johnson. Senator Uh, Johnson, right? I think so. And he was so serious when he said it. You had it. You had the audio. Do you remember? Oh, yeah, yeah. And he was just pan-faced. Like, I thought it was a joke. Asked about, oh, this is not, that's, uh, I got so many of him. Remember when he said that, um, uh, he did an analogy about. uh, Island that at its widest 
level is what 12 miles from shore to shore and at its smallest level uh, or smallest uh, uh, come on location it's uh, seven miles oh yeah. my god I'm gonna run into All a right. wall I got this the guy's so boring I got the uh, yeah and he was afraid he was talking to an admiral yeah. and he's <laughs> was the admiral falling Hank asleep Johnson. No, he was paying attention. He was trying to be respectful. And then he asked him, you know, what What did we send these troops over there? And the island capsizes. Then I have one where he's trying to give this uh, story of an analogy about midgets. What happens when you put in a cage fight a giant in with a midget? Stop saying midget. That's, 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 and he goes on and on and on and he says it like 10 times. Well, the midget will not win the fight. I'm going to tell you that. That's a U.S. senator. That's a guy in office now that people with, the doctors say they do have some brain matter, but he won elections and he won more than one. Nobody comes up behind him, attached him to the shoulder and goes, can't say midget. Nobody says that. No, no, he's, he's, no, you can't do that. Oh my God, that's just gravy. My right. fear is that uh, the whole island will uh, become so overly populated that it will tip over and uh, and capsize. Yeah, you know what I want to tell. What's the admiral's reaction? Is he like? Oh no, no, he's got it. The admiral. We don't right. anticipate that the uh, <laughs> the Guam population. I think currently about 175,000, and again with 8,000 Marines and their families, it's an addition of about 25,000 uh, more. Uh, into the population. Don't anticipate that. What a nice way to go. Hey, dopey. To say that with a straight face. (laughs) But I mean, when I went to Hawaii, that's all people were concerned about. That I got there, they said, you know what? It's really too much of you. Could you go over there? The island's... (laughs) Yeah. Stand over here and don't move because if you go on that side, it's going to turn over. How could... You know, and then he still has a job. Dude, they voted for him. That's he didn't right. apply for that. They voted for him. Let's suspend how boring he is to listen to for a second. Oh, oh. my God. And there's more. I don't have, I don't know what else I got, but there's more. Please don't. I can't. How? Just Listening to him is painful. <laughs> it is amazing, isn't it? Slow talker. You, know, you hear that, and I'm like, why couldn't one of us have the, one of those seats? Well, you could. It's who you know, and then, you know, everything. You don't have to be smart, I guess. Representative no. Hank Johnson just, uh, I think the island <laughs> is uh, going to bob up and down like an apple. Oh, gosh. Like, it really hurts me. Well, it should hurt you. It hurts me, too. It's like my eyeballs are in a vice after listening to that. I just can't. I mean, we got tons of them. Tons uh, of member of uh, Beetlejuice over in Chicago. Oh, she's the worst. Yeah, in the height of the pandemic, you all put masks on. I'm going to go get my hair done without right? a mask. Because <laughs> I need to look good. I'm in the public eye. There's no anything in the world that can make you look any different. <laughs> Unugly. Hey, so this will make you feel better, Smoke. You ready? Um, Gen Z, it says here, is skipping alcohol on dates. What are they doing instead? Well, it turns out they're swapping out alcohol for weed. Oh, well, that's good. Oh, did you see the new study that came out on weed yesterday? No. Mm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, Do you it. mean the unpublished one? Here we go. No, it wasn't unpublished. Uh, well, yeah, it is. Look it up. No, it was just uh, cancer, diabetes, causes all kinds of things. Yeah, sure it does. See? Mr. Denial. Does it, though? No. Okay. Yeah, how does it cause Di- diabetes? Because like you get hungry and eat too many donuts? Yeah, and then you That's get fat and then you get diabetes. You. Well, you don't have to smoke weed in order to eat donuts, do Funyuns you? Funyuns call to you, I, I hear, after you sm- eat a bunch of weed. See, you don't know. 
I don't know. I know. I'm so drug illiterate. I have to ask smoke everything. But it says here, Gen Z respondents say they drank less because health and hangover-related concerns. They didn't want to be judged by peers or their parents. And so they said, uh... Everybody, it's it's what they're calling. Do you remember when Demi Lovato said she was sober curious? And she's like, I got off all my drugs except for pot. And it's like, well, then you're not sober. No, no, no I'm totally sober, except I smoke weed all the time. Yeah, yeah. Well, then you're not sober, Demi. No, no, I am. I'm completely sober, but I get high. So is Hunter Biden, just except for the crack coke. <laughs> right. well, I'm like, going to go to bed. So they're calling it sober curious, and they're saying that's the big trend now with Gen Z, because they don't want to be hungover the next day. So now instead, they can you imagine going on a date? This is what they're doing on dates, and both of you are high. What do you... can't imagine getting much accomplished. <laughs> well, you know, I mean... How do your dates go, Smoke? What dates? Oh, yeah. Yeah, what, I, what? I don't go on too many, but usually, yeah, you get drunk. It's the only he's, thing that makes it he, easier to talk. You don't still date your girlfriend, though? Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. No, he's down the domesticated path. No, do the, you, we do fun stuff. He's in the initial process of having all his property removed from him. <laughs> yeah, do you, about that. Do you... Can I ask a question? I, we don't. Nobody knows her name because you never talk about her. What? I mean, we know her name, but I'm talking about listenership. I don't nobody even knows know her name. Her, I don't know her name. Does she partake in the wacky tobacco? Not as much as she used to. Okay. We'll have to like be at a party. Well, she has to be half in the bag, and I'll be like, all right, maybe I just just a little bit. Because isn't she like a old big fitness buff? Isn't she all into like a the fitness yo- buff? Isn't she like the yoga? Oh, she's yeah has like a yoga license or the instructor yeah. license, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Opposites attract. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like got a yoga yoga instructor license, and he's on the radio and enjoys the devil's lettuce from time to time, and now y'all live together. That's fun. It's like the Brady Bunch, but just two of you. I'm, yeah. t- I'm telling you, it's coming. I, you know what's next? You want me to tell you? Mark, oh, mark my I, I words. Already, I already no, see it. I'm, I already I'm see it coming it. in. Here's what it is. Ready? You know how many soap can dishes you, I've looked at and rugs? Can you, can you smoke that outside? That's next. Wait, you don't smoke inside, do you? Who? You. Uh, depending can on what and where. Can you smoke that outside? Just outside. And get your friends off the couch. They look dirty. <laughs> That's <laughs> what I would be saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I've I won't been even down, hide it. I've been down this road. I know what's next. Just ask me. Ew, you look greasy. Can I put a blanket down first? <laughs> It's stained my couch. This is my friend Jack. Oh, hold on a minute. <laughs> Go get the get the cat. Get Jack, the, you're gonna sit in this chair over get here. The blanket. Why are you for breezing my friends? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here's things that are illegal now, but they used to be totally acceptable. Any guesses? Um. Legal, Here's illegal, one that I used to They're use. illegal now? They're illegal now, but they used to be totally oh, acceptable. I think you used to be able to drink and drive till like, what, 1995? <laughs> Drinking and driving is on the list, yes. What do you mean it was it was legal to drink oh, and drive? Yeah, they didn't make that illegal until like the late 80s, I'm sure it was 90s. frowned upon, but there was no like... I remember here in Orlando doing promotions with the radio station 106.7 uh-huh. and we'd send they'd send us out to toll booths on the east west which is the 408 now and we would stand at the toll booth and when the contest was if you had a beer can between your legs you win a prize oh, 1986 yeah. in Florida well, what do you mean it's illegal it was only made illegal in Florida in 1986 so before that it wasn't illegal I'm, like what I said what wasn't I'm sure illegal to drink, drink in and the drive. car yeah to, to drink and drive in the car in the car yeah well, yeah, that, that's probably why they, I, you would stand at the toll booth and look down at everybody's lap and they'd have a beer ba- beer can between their mm-hmm. legs. Yeah, you remember the, I think there's still one out in Claremont. I haven't been out there to see. Uh, there's a drive through liquor store. Oh, they have those everywhere. Well, 
nobody, the cops don't just sit at the end of those and wait? Well, there's not an open container. I know, but you got to figure one out of every five or six. Oh, like, yeah. All right. Oh, man. <laughs> Yep. Another one is cigarette vending machines. Remember those? Yeah. Oh. I'm not going to card you. You put a quarter in, pull the lever. There you go. Boop. You got some cigarettes. Yep. I used to have one at uh, and then you, Whiskey and, Lose. And everybody would take them out like they weren't made right at the factory. And, and pa- pack them. What was that? I used to I do know. that too. I'm like, what's with the packing? Are we, is this what we're supposed to do? And you would just do it. And you would just do it. I had no, I was like, I knew it was to, I knew why. It looked cool. Well, well it was also, also to get the tobacco bit. like packed up, right? Like yeah, it's not packed. Well, because sometimes you have that little bit of like shake out the bottom at the end, and then it's you know all over your bag, and nobody's trying to do that. I don't know. I just saw all people doing bag. it. Yeah. You smoke naked. <laughs> Speaking of smoking, sometimes. smoking used to be allowed in schools. Oh yeah, and radio oh, stations. We used to have an ashtray right next to the console here. Everything was yellow. Airplanes I, used to be able to smoke on airplanes. Yeah, I rode in a plane maybe a year or two ago. It was obviously you know on its way of, to being retired, but it had the little. Ashtray, ashtray in the arm, but it was welded shut. But it was definitely there. Yeah, I love the way they'd say, "Well, you sit in the it, it, you don't like smoke. You could sit in the front." Meanwhile, it doesn't really matter. Same thing with restaurants. <laughs> or like, here's the non-smoking, and here's the smoking. I'm like, you don't have a wall up in between them. The smoke is still in the air. Oh yeah, you remember that? You'll you go to a it. restaurant, they yeah. say smoking or non-smoking, yeah. and you'd pick your section. Yeah. When I smoked, the restaurants had a smoking area, and you could sit and smoke at your table. My mother used to be um, a secretary when she was uh, right out of like high school, and she would go into the city and you know all the desks are alike and you had your typewriter and you had your thing and there'd be an ashtray on everyone's desk and she's like you could sit there and smoke while oh, you yeah. worked. Yeah, Even just, when I did smoke I wouldn't smoke during dinner. You could smoke when you were pregnant? They, nobody told you that was bad? Yeah. I mean, you probably still could now. People just give you the look. Yeah, true. Uh, not wearing a seatbelt. Do you remember the old station wagons? When I was a baby the car seat was a little piece of plastic with a tiny little rope that went over your lap <laughs> like that's yeah. gonna do anything. Um, let's see. People said they remember when it was perfectly normal for someone to leave their kids in the car. Doors unlocked, windows open. Oh, yeah. Well, they ran inside real quick to the hardware store. I'll be right back. Yeah, people were decent back then, and you didn't count on anybody stealing your car full of kids. Yeah. Spanking. Yes. Oh, yeah, that was prevalent. <laughs> they need to bring that back. I tell yeah, you. Yeah, that's something we should have never given up. Well, that was a thing in I, up north, because I went to, I started my whole school journey until I was 10 years old in New Jersey. And then when my dad's job transferred us down to Tennessee, and we went to school in the South, it, my mom, they presented her with a form that said, do we have permission to spank your child? <laughs> my mom's like, uh, no, I spank her. You're not going to touch her. Because you never know if it's like, you get a predator in there, and it's like, oh, well, you well, we didn't even, We didn't even think of that. No, my mom did. So that's why yeah. I was like, no, I'm not going to have anybody hit you but me. And uh, so, yeah, that was, and they had a big paddle. They had an actual paddle yeah, hanging my, on the wall. Catholic, it's St. Anthony's, man. They had the paddle on the wall. They had the, they had the one they would take the ball off, you know, the little mm-hmm. paddles you buy in the candy store with the rubber band and yep. take the ball off, cut it off. That's a paddle. Uh, sending your kids to the store to buy cigarettes. Do <laughs> you remember that? No. Yeah, but get yourself some candy while you're out there, right? In New Jersey, my grandmother lived around the corner from the Garden State News, and it was like a little five and dime store, you know? Mm-hmm. And she'd send us there to go get a couple of things, and if anyone wanted cigarettes, and they'd know whose kid we were. It was a small town. Yeah. And uh, like right outside the city, so they'd know I was Tony and Rita's daughter, so I'd go in there, and they'd be like, all right, and they'd give you whatever they whatever grocery list they gave us, they gave to the kids. It didn't yeah. matter if it was cigarettes or whatever, and- You'd pay them, and then you'd walk back to the house, and you'd bring Mm -hmm. it to them. Interesting. There's a rifle club at school and high schools. Do you have a rifle club? What are you talking about? This one high school had a rifle club in their school. Oh, yeah. Yeah, It was part of the... Part of the uh, extracurricular activities. We'd uh, my dad bought me a 22 Remington, 
and you go out in the woods. We had a designated area, and you shoot cans and stuff. Hmm. Interesting. We never had, had the cl- club, but yeah, they had the club rifle club. All right, so we got to talk about this this Disney thing. So riders at Disneyland and Disney World. I saw a video on this the other day, and I thought it was fake. And then I looked at another video, and I was like, okay, that's two, and that's three. And then this story came out from the New York Post, and I thought, wow. And they got statements from people that work at both parks, and Mm -hmm. I thought, okay, I guess it has to be real. People are pooping in line while waiting for rides. Into what? Into a diaper? No, they're just squatting in corners and pooping. Wait, what? Are you serious? Yes. Who cleans that? I guess the employees. Um, one of them what? is for How? the ride Rise of the Resistance because a lot of them, it's the Star Wars attraction over in Hollywood Studios because the line is so long. Um, but I would just poop in the bathroom and not go on the ride. Well, why don't you, here's here's a here's a good solution. What are you're, you wiping with? You're with someone. Oh, God. Well, you're with someone in line usually, right? Unless you're by yourself. And you go, I'll be right back. I'm going to go to the bathroom. And you go to the bathroom and you come back and you find them in line. Right. Even if you're by yourself. I know some people are really a little nuts when it comes to people getting in line. But if you're in front of me and you're by yourself and you say, I got to go to the restroom. Will you hold my place in line? Sure. So when you come back, I know you're in front of me. Mm -hmm. Why why, why, why is that so hard? Right. I don't think people trust people anymore. Uh, Well, I just don't understand where you're pooping. Like in the queue? Yeah, while they're in, like, I guess. So you're in one of the little caves as you're weaseling your way up to the uh-huh. front of the roller coaster, and then you just squat in a corner and poop, and everybody's just kind of guarding to make sure no one else sees you, or people see you and just don't care. Yeah, what one of the workers, with? one of the workers was like, bodily fluids don't even bother me anymore at Disney because it happens so often. I didn't know this. There's they shit everywhere. They have one hallway on one of the rides that they've dubbed the poop hall because the amount oh. of times guests have gone there and pooped Wait. over like around the corner. Do we what? know which ride they, that is? They even put up cameras. And that doesn't stop them. This one says it is, I think this is Rise of the Resistance. Right. And then. <laughs> Rise of the Resistance. Pretty funny. That's the that's the um, Star Wars one. Another one was the one in Animal Kingdom, uh, the Avatar ride. Oh. That you always, you always wait. Yeah. Really. Smoke, the one that we all went on together. Do you remember that one with the, with, you're on the Banshee? I can't remember what it's called. Um <laughs> Dwarf's Mine Train, they said. Uh, the oh, average yeah. wait time there is 78 minutes, so sometimes people have to go to the... I, why can't you just go to the... Excuse me, I'll be right back. I need to use the restroom. And then you go and you use the restroom, and then you come back in line. I don't I don't get it. It happens time and time again. You're in line at Disneyland and... Uh, I've really got to go to the bathroom. Well, now there's help with the Disney diaper. Yes, no more losing your spot in line to use the restroom with the Disney diaper. Oh, honey, I really have got to go. Me too. Oh, well, hi. You should put on the Disney diaper. A diaper? No, I'm just going to go in the corner here. <laughs> well, gosh, I'm begging you to put on the Disney diaper. They make us clean it up, you see. Yeah, we really don't want to have to clean up any more messes. Yeah, we're just going to squat over there and... Put on the diaper! Yes, yes sir. sir. It's the Disney diaper. <laughs> What's that, Donald? <laughs> Somebody did what? Oh, you have got to be kidding me. Which one of you didn't use the diaper? Available now. I know, it's crazy, right? Crazy time. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack having fun with a world gone crazy. All right, the update is brought to you by Farah and Farah. Here we go. So, you remember the Nashville trans shooter? For the Christian school? Yep. Yep. We couldn't see the manifesto, they said, because it was too gruesome and it was too scary. And it was the first time that happened. Oh, yeah, where they, they said there was some information in there that we don't want people 
uh, replicating or there was too much information. But it was like the only manifesto they wouldn't release. Yeah. That was pretty fishy. Well, Nashville police uh, said they have recovered documents in the 28-year-old Audrey Hale uh, car after police killed the suspect on the school's second floor. And this was back in the beginning of this year, right? Somewhere around there. Anyway, they've been fighting in court over this whole thing. The National Police Association is involved in a court battle with Nashville City and Police Department demanding the manifesto be made public. Officials were told by Fox News Digital their case is still pending. There's parents and there's school officials that don't want the manifesto made public. You got to wonder why. I think that making it public is going to win out in the end, but it's it's really interesting. Because if let's say you take change the race and change the religion, how public do you think this manifesto would already be? I mean, I'm just saying. That's just one thing you got to consider. So anyway, uh, this guy, Steve Crowder, uh, got a hold of three pages of the manifesto. It's all over the place now. Um, it's not been debunked, so you got to assume this is real. Even the police department in Nashville hasn't said, hey, don't put that out. It's, you know, nobody said anything. So um, I'm going to read you a little portion of this. Um, it's only three pages. There actually is a lot more than that. But it's from Audrey Hale herself. She kept a journal. Okay, here we go. In the manifesto, there was details of the schedule and what she planned to do at the school. She called it Death Day, acknowledging that she would be killed in the end. She had hoped, though, for a high death count before she was killed. Nearly two months before the shooting, she wrote, Kill those kids, those crackers, going to private fancy schools with those private khakis and uh, those fancy khakis and sports backpacks with their daddy's Mustangs and convertibles. Bleep, you little bleeps. <clears throat> the second bleep was a derogatory term for gay people. Wasn't, okay. Want to kill you, all you little crackers, bunch of little, again, an F word, derogatory F word for gay people. Wasn't sli- she white and trans? She's, she's white and trans, okay, yeah. Okay, I was just checking. Yeah, but it's because this is a sick person. On the day of the killing, she wrote, today's the day. I'm very excited. I was almost caught because apparently somebody had almost uh, uncovered her plot. Oh. Someone would ask the question, where did you learn all this? And that's what they're concerned about after reading pieces of the manifesto and the uh, people who are writing in and making comments here. Pretty good comments about Crowder and releasing these three pages. What leads somebody like this to start calling her own race crackers Mm -hmm. and then using derogatory slurs towards gay people when, in fact, as Jill said, she's trans? And what is with the envy of upper middle class when she's upper middle class? Yeah, what's going on there? So what's going on? And she used to go to that school, right? Yes, she's involved in that school. So shouldn't they look into what is being taught in either that school or wherever she came in contact with this kind of information for her to use to hate? But no, there's nothing. There's no There's no real investigation as to what led her to this point. They still won't release the rest of the manifesto. It's Like I said, it's in court. But there's so much more here than we know. They must be afraid of us knowing what it is that we don't know right now. Well, I think it might also be they don't want to give other people ideas. That's what they were saying, but they've never like did that why before. lay out a blueprint of how to do it play by play? Yeah, but I th- it's what he's. What did you just say? That makes a lot of sense. Well, because I mean, it's they never did that before, or they never did this. This is not something because other people plan their stuff out. Look at the Columbine dudes; they had a whole. 
I thought that they were holding the manifesto to protect no, the what, shooter because the shooter was trans and they were afraid people were going to go after the trans community saying that they were mentally ill and so they were putting an umbrella over the trans community. I believe that. I believe that part of it. Uh, I just think there's more to it than we know. So anyway, that's that's what's out there. Um, there's nuts all over the world. Uh, just Stop Oil did it again. Oh, no. I saw this. Yeah, Is this, this with the hammer people? Yep. I'm not an art aficionado. I don't appreciate fine art. I look at it and it's nice and I get, I get it. But yeah, I don't, but you I don't destroy property that's not yours. It's worth $92 million. $92 million. Now, what cracks me up is the two protesters went into the museum here to bash this art. Harrison Donnelly, 20, and Hanan, 22. They took, this is so typical. Little snowflakes. They took safety hammers, not just regular hammers, safety hammers, and they bashed this painting. By the way, uh, to answer that right there where she's saying millions are going to die because of oil, uh, she's wearing clothing made of oil, shoes made of oil. Her hammer probably has some petroleum in it somewhere in the handle. And the thing is, is that uh, studies have been done. If we stop oil coal today, in the first five years, one billion people will die, most of them from starvation and cold. These people are just absolute idiots. You see, when you're that age, and I remember being that age, I was a liberal in college, you want to glom onto something that gives you the sense of purpose. I'm important because the one thing that troubles youth the most is the sense of hopelessness, the sense of, I don't mean anything. So you've got to find something. You get really passionate about it. It could be the African purple ant that's being endangered. And you go, oh, i got to save these purple ants. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to bash people who don't like the purple ants. So they go and bash paintings and they make these impassioned speeches like this one just did. I've got to stop or... If millions will die due to new oil and gas licensing. Millions! Millions! If we love history, if we love art, and if we love our families, we must, must just must. stop oil. You're about to learn to stop talking with an apple in your mouth. All these people want to stop the oil, but they have no plan to replace it. No, no, no dude, this isn't about any of that. Like, all right, what's your idea then, buddy? And here's the sad part. What's even sadder, again, it goes back to this. If we, you know, if we outlawed stupid people, this, this planet would be heaven on earth. Yeah, but then you'd probably have stupid people trying to decide who the stupid people were, mm-hmm. and it would just be a mess. That's kind of what we're doing right now. Jill's right. But the thing is, is that uh, other stupid people here, these stupid people. Oh, do you remember when uh, Just Stop Oil was at Le Miserable, and the audience got up and said, Get off the stage, you bunch of stupid people! Yes. <laughs> I love it. That happened. Anyway, um... I forgot what my point was. And, oh, other stupid people listen to them, and they also act on this. It's really scary sometimes because stupid people in large bunches, mm-hmm. very dangerous. Oh, yeah. Painting is worth $90 million. No known. Uh, we don't know if it got damaged or not, but there was a big, really hard piece of glass that protected it. So I don't mm. know if... Well, you could tell, like, the dude 
because it was a girl and, and a guy, and yeah. like you could tell the guys just trying to like impress the girl at the you know local college communist party. Like, how do I? Maybe she'll like me if I join her in this protest. She'll think I'm passionate. Yeah. It's like, dude, stop. What are you doing? What are you doing? Just just take a girl out for dinner. You don't gotta smash a painting. <laughs> All right. So if the election were held today, Trump would win probably 48 states. Some states is ahead by 10 points over Biden. New polls just came out, one of them including a New York Times poll uh, that says that President Bu- Trump is crushing it. Of course, this in this in energizes people who are trying to get him legally, mm-hmm. you know, with this, with what he calls them witch hunts. But you know what? It is a witch hunt Here's at this point. why we can't let that happen because he's going to win. So he's in the trial in New York where they're saying he committed fraud by overvaluing his properties to get, uh, you know, favorable interest rates. No banks were harmed in the making of this Trump loan. No, didn't they actually make money? Yeah, they made a lot of money off of Trump. But uh, so now, where's the victim? There is no victim. So oh. they're going to push harder, and they're using it of a, a law that's never been used before, and there hasn't and never been any conviction or even a trial based on what they're trying to get Trump for, for overvaluing real estate property. I mean, something that's done every day by businesses, people, regular people. I can mm-hmm. sell my, I can put my house up on the market now for three million dollars. Yeah, am I going to get it? Probably not. I mean, mm-hmm. aren't you allowed to decide what you think it's worth to you? Yeah, but I mean, what they're saying is, is like, for instance, if you go for a home equity loan and your house is worth three hundred thousand, but you know, you know, a guy who can appraise it for five hundred thousand, mm-hmm. and then you get a hundred fifty thousand equity loan, you're kind of, you know, it's a little bit of a, you know, mm-hmm. fraudulent. But oh. he didn't even do that because now it comes out that it says that most of his, because if anybody believes that Mar-a-Lago is only worth eighteen million, you really have, you really have to. Say the house down the street from me is worth eighteen million. What are yeah, you talking yeah. about? Mar-a-Lago is worth a lot more than that. So it turns out that Trump was actually right about some of the valuation of some of his property. But he was in court yesterday. He testified, and I got to tell you, I was really impressed with his attorney. And apparently, somewhere along the line of the questioning, the judge got very irritated Ooh. and slammed his judge desk. <laughs> oh no! Oh I'm- yeah, he got very upset. But his lawyer, what's her name? Let me get her name. Oh, she's where is it? Yeah, she's uh, she's very good. Sure, her speech was very. Um... Yeah, I'll play her speech. Let me just play her speech here. This was after the uh, trial yesterday where Trump. Alina has... Haba. Oh, Alina Haba. Haba Haba. Haba Haba. Here we go. I'm not here to hear what he has to say. That was what rang true, loud, and could not have been more honest. That was the judge said that. Yeah. The, yeah. Judge, the judge made up his mind before the doors to the courtroom even opened the first day of this, this I'm trial. I'm not here to allow what he has to say. I'm not like, here to... Yeah, the, what? what? What are they doing there then? Yeah, that's the whole point of the trial is he's going to defend himself. You're Let, supposed to hear what he no, has to say. Letitia James and this judge are only there to get him. That's all they want to do is get him and disallow him from doing business ever again in New York City. Here we go. More of uh, Haba Haba. Coming from the judge who has already predetermined that my client committed fraud before we even walked into this courtroom. I'm not here to hear what he has to say. Then why exactly am I being paid as an attorney and why exactly are taxpayer dollars being used in this courtroom? The answer is very clear. Because Miss James wants to stand right here like she did this morning and call my client a liar. Call the company fraudulent and make a name for herself. She said this morning that the numbers don't lie and they won't lie in this case. Well, Miss James, I have a message for you. 
The numbers didn't lie when you ran for governor. Ooh. And that's why you dropped out. And the numbers don't lie when President Trump runs for office in 2024. And those numbers are loud and clear. This country is falling apart. And if we don't stop corruption in courtrooms where attorneys are gagged, where attorneys are not allowed to say what they need to say to protect their clients' interests, it doesn't matter what your politics are. Everyone has a right in this country to get up and put a defense. I don't care who you are. You have a right to hire a lawyer who can put objections on the record. You have a right to hire a lawyer who can stand up and say something when they see something wrong. But I was told to sit down today. I was yelled at and I've had a judge who is unhinged slamming a table. Let me be very clear. I don't tolerate that in my life. I'm not going to tolerate it here. Good for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good for her. Notice how quiet everybody was just listening to her intently. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah so we'll see what happens next. Yeah. Soap opera. And of course, he's got the other three in diamonds. He's got to deal with the George one being the most dangerous one. So who knows? We got to do what we can to stop him from running. That's what it's all about, man. That's all this is all about. And we'll play a little bit more of Haba Haba next hour. <laughs> <laughs> She's just so Haba Haba Haba. So, uh, Germantown is working to rename its daycare center named Anne Frank. Germantown, where in Germantown? In Germany? In Germany. Oh, a Germantown. A Germantown, yeah. Uh, Germantown in Germany, and I'm going to pronounce it in just a minute. I did some work. Did you try? Did you practice? I practiced. Sweet. Yeah, uh, they're going to rename it. This is Anne Frank. You know who Anne Frank is, right? Yes. Yeah, she was the little girl that hid out in the attic with her Jewish family in Amsterdam while the Nazis were looking all over for them. Yep. She kept her diary, and the diary is very famous. And she did very famous. So, yeah, she's she's a... An amazing person. She passed away when she was 15. Parents and local officials claim the Jewish Holocaust victim's name doesn't resonate with the community because it is not diverse, equitable, and inclusive. What? Did you hear me? One more time for me. I just parents and local officials claim the Jewish Holocaust victim's name doesn't resonate with the community because it is not diverse, equitable, or inclusionary. Sure, that's why. City leaders in Tangerhut said migrant parents in particular had no cultural connection with Anne Frank, according to the German newspaper Bild. They also worried that Frank's famous story was too difficult for young children to understand. Oh, oh, but they understand what gender they want to be. I see. It's too difficult. You're supposed to read it in school. Yep. Like I read it in middle school. What are you talking about? Yeah. The kindergarten was named after Frank in 1970. According to Apollo News, Frank is likely the world's most famous victim of the Holocaust after her diaries of hiding in the attic in Amsterdam provided insight into what life was like for a child under Nazi persecution. She's a, she died at the age of 15 while, while in prison at the Berlin-Belsen concentration camp about 80 miles west of Tangerhut, which is in the Saxony-Anhalt. Like a county yeah. in, in Germany. Many locals in Tangerhut said the planned renaming wasn't warranted, especially during a time of increased violence against Jewish people. What the F is going on? Who are these people? I don't know, man. I just don't know. Hey, Fetterman, I even hate to say this. In two weeks, he's been right twice. And yesterday, it wasn't about being right or wrong. He made a funny, a what? self-deprecating funny. Fetterman. Really? Was it on purpose? Yes. Okay. 
So he's doing a speech yesterday in Iowa. Was he wearing pants or gym shorts? No, he was wearing gym shorts and no socks and dirty sneakers and a hoodie. Mm, his classic look. <laughs> Despicable. Anyway, so he's there doing this uh, speech. And he said a few things. For instance, he was questioning why Gavin Newsom was in China with all the stuff going on right here in the United States. And the answer is, and Fetterman said it, was this is the second thing he said, right? He says, because he is running for president. Mm. And the thing is, he's not man enough to just step up and say it. There's other there's another candidate running for Democrat, running for the office of the president who's a Democrat. But he says at least he had the balls to get out there and say that he's doing it. But that he says Gavin Newsom is a coward and likes to hide behind everything, but it's obvious that he's running. He went to China with a 20-person entourage, 20-person entourage. Now, what, what's he going over there for? To make like he's president. That's what they do before they run for president. They pretend to be like president. Hi, I'll be in charge soon. You should talk to me. So anyway, while John Fetterman is talking about that and doing a speech, he got heckled about Israel. Here we go. What? I hate, to, I hate to say it, but that was really funny. That was trip. really funny. Get off the stage. Get off the stage. The joke is on you. I had a stroke. I can't fully understand what you're saying. <laughs> Jeez. Jeez. That was good. All right. Did you see this tuba player? Oh, dude. Texas Southern University. So uh, the marching band is going by. Uh, by the way, they have a hell of a marching band. A lot mm-hmm. of the Texas uh, colleges and universities have marching bands. It's kick ass. Mm, they're fun to watch at the games and yeah. stuff. They dance. I mean, which... Oh, yeah. They're I don't awesome. know how... Especially if you have a tuba on you. How do you do any of that? Oh, be strong. Yeah. So anyway, he's going by and some guy and some fan is... Sit, you know, fan of the football team is sitting there with his friends and they go by the bleachers real close. And this guy starts heckling the tuba player. Like, he's screaming at him. Of course, you can't hear because there's a marching band next to you, but... What this, was he saying? I don't know what he was saying. Nobody could tell what he was saying, but oh. he was obviously had the look on his face. He was heckling him and calling him names. And this tuba player, while he's still playing, holding that 50-pound tuba, takes his right hand and boom, boom, boom! <laughs> right in the face, knocks him out. <laughs> and knocks him out. Bam, bam, bam! <laughs> Pretty good he just job. like goes back to playing, still like doesn't miss a beat. Yeah, and dancing, and he's dancing. I, I would have had a hard time not using my tuba as the weapon. It's like put his head in there. And just <laughs> I want to kn- know what he was saying to him. Nobody knows if a police report was filed against the brass instrument. Nah, he got what he deserved. It was great. I think that was a, a clip where everybody looked around and was like, and court adjourned. <laughs> exactly. That's great. And finally, Tyson Foods is voluntarily recalling 30,000 pounds of its dino-shaped chicken nuggets after some consumers reporting that they found small metal pieces in their patties. No, not the dino nuggets. Yeah. What am I going to have for dinner? Metal in their <laughs> chicken. Can you believe that? Ugh. Hey, Mom, make dinner time headbanging time. Give your little rock and roller the taste he craves with metal chicken. Metal chicken. <laughs> Each nugget of metal chicken is chock full of real heavy metal. Before your little one shreds a guitar solo, metal chicken will shred his esophagus. <laughs> My kids love metal chicken because it rocks. Speaking of that, there's probably some rocks in there, too. Metal chicken. <laughs> <laughs>
Your kid is in the metal, so put some metal into your kid with Metal Chicken. Metal Chicken. <laughs> the Sunny Update. Having fun with the world gone crazy. Why do you say crazy stuff like that? Now, that isn't true, is it? On the Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Brought to you by Crazy Talk. So if you've ever dated someone or you're married to a guy that has a full beard or a mustache... Uh, brought to you by All Electric Services. What did I say? Crazy talk? I got too many things going on in my brain right now. She's just telling me how she had to do laundry and she has to pack. And <laughs> Now Jill brought I'm... to you by Jill. <laughs> I'm trying to compartmentalize too many things. With one convenient location. <laughs> All right, so um, the beard can get gross if you've dated someone or you're married to someone. My husband has a... All facial hair. He's got the the mustache, the goatee, the beard, the whole thing. It's not like a ZZ Top beard. It's short, but he's got a lot of facial hair. So you have to scrub it just like you would your head when you wash your hair. Do people not do that? I th- I'm guessing not. After about the story, I'm going to read you. The they. If you've ever looked into somebody's beard that doesn't scrub their beard. Now, I know that sounds like a weird thing to do, but it's if they don't clean their beard and you're just standing face-to-face talking to them, you can tell that they don't clean their beard. They'll have dry, scaly skin underneath it. Um, I mean, you have to scrub it like you do your head. Oh. You know? And there's some people that just think, oh, I'll just wash my face and wash over it, and they don't really, like, get in there. Well... There's food and stuff in there, isn't there? Well, not only is there food, but bacteria builds up, just like it would on your head. Oh. Is that next with you? What? A beard? No, I told you I can't grow a beard. So this is all I got. I, I don't shape this. This is just what I'm allowed. And he twirls it like he's about to tie somebody yeah. to a train track. Yeah, I'm trying to get a monocle, <laughs> a top hat, and a cape for Christmas. Are you going to keep that uh, that long hair, Louise? Uh, I mean, for now, yeah. His mm. girlfriend likes it. That's probably why. Does she like it? Yeah. Well, she's going to say she likes it. anything, and you're in the honeymoon phase. I mean, I don't know. It's It's working. I got a lot of bald friends, so I'm kind of doing it for them. <laughs> what, what is it? Yeah, he's got this thing with the bald friends. I, I don't know. Are you just I, rubbing it in their face? No, they're the ones telling me to do it. Oh, okay. They're like, dude, grow it out. Trust me. You have the rest of your life to look like me. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so this dermatologist says that if you don't wash your beard, it is a haven for bacteria that can give you a problem when you go to make out with somebody. So if you go to kiss somebody with a beard that's not clean, you can get something that's called impetigo. Which What's can that? make the chin of the person who kissed you red and bumpy, requiring treatment from antibiotics and prescription cream. Oh, do you uh, do you enjoy kissing a, a, a dish scrubby? Um, it depends on how long it is. Like sometimes, if his mustache goes over his lip, like if the mustache starts to grow over his Pinches, lip, the old soup it'll, strainer. It'll it'll like um, it's a, it's very abrasive over my lip, and then but if he trims it and it's like right on his lip line, then it's fine. So it just depends on how short the mustache is. I can't have it go that long anyway, because then you're yeah. eating your own. I, I mean, would... I don't, I'm so used to it by now. I mean, I've been with him forever, but it's it's. Uh, yeah, I guess you just get used to it. He's never been uh, fresh faced. Oh, he yes. was. He... he was for a while when he was going through the police academy because he had to shave, right. obviously. But when he I looks... met him, he had long hair and a fresh face. Yeah, he had a little baby face. But when he shaves completely, he looks like he's 18. So then everyone thinks I'm like his teen mom. Like I had him when I was 18. You're going to have him shave? So, no. Would he shave if you asked him? He wouldn't mind. Every so often he'll shave to Carol like start it, over. $100. Yeah, he'll shave to like start over fresh mm-hmm. and clean. And it grows back later that, like in a couple days, it's mm-hmm. back. You yeah. know, the shadow and everything's I back later that day. But if I was gay, I wouldn't like it. What, I, what would you do if he shaved everything? Head, eyebrows, whole face. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, why would so you he do looked that? like Mr. Clean? <laughs> He's had really short hair before. I mean, his hair's shorter now. It's not long like it used to be. 
Um, but I prefer his facial hair. I mean, he's cute both ways, but Do I prefer like his facial hair. the long hair or the short hair? Um, it depends. Both. I love the long hair, but the short mm. hair looks really good on him, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, don't kiss people with nasty beards because you're going to get face rash. Oh. People who make over $50,000 without a college degree are talking about what they do for a living. Now, $50,000 these days isn't really a whole lot of money, but if you're by yourself, you could support yourself on that. Mm-hmm. Probably be hard to support uh, like a wife and kids on fifty grand. I mean, you could do it. Doable, right? Yeah. But but tight. Um, depending on where you lived. Fifty grand with two kids now? Yeah, I feel no like that's way. a lot. No, you, no. you'd have to live somewhere else. <laughs> no, I, I know people that do it, but they're very frugal, mm-hmm. and they don't, uh, you know, don't live lavishly or anything like that. Don't 50, throw 000. that tin foil away. Rinse it. Right. And put it back. <laughs> well, that's why I started this by saying if it's fifty thousand and you're just supporting yourself, okay, right? But None of these people have a college degree, and they're talking about what they do for a living. One guy says, I deliver bread to grocery stores, and I made $120,000 last year working six to eight hours a day. I want to be a bread delivery guy. That's got to be nice. He gets health care, pension, paid vacation, union representation. He said it's great work if you can find it. Oh, and you can say fun stuff like, let's go get this bread. (laughs) (laughs) What? That's Uh, all the kids say about, about getting money now. That's the phrase. Oh, oh. These people rotisserie the chickens at Costco for $63,000 a year. Uh, While you're getting paid not to eat them. But they love it. They said, I just bought a house, saving money, great times. Uh, In my career, in my 20s, I made $90,000 plus benefits being a nanny for 45 hours a week. Well, that's a job. You'd you'd have to pay me that. That's Um, hard. Yeah, I I feel like babysitting is underrated. Yeah. There was a lady uh, the other day. I was going to do the story. I forget why I didn't. And um, she was talking about how much money she makes. And she's 36 years old. And she said, can we normalize babysitting at an older age? Because I'm really good with kids and I make so much money. Her neighbors were going out of town for 24 hours. And they wanted her to stay at the house with the kids. And they paid her $500 for one day. Mm-hmm. That and would so scare me, though. Because I'm like, is your kid that bad? <laughs> No, I think it's like you're in charge of the house. You have to. It's not easy. Here. That's no, a it's lot not of work. at all. Give it to me. Give it to me. <laughs> I mean, no. if you have kids that are your regulars, I used to babysit three kids when I was in high school, and they were awesome. And the girl was the oldest, and then there was a you know middle boy, and then a little baby, and they were great with him, and they were easy. My parents were friends with their parents, and they'd go out every weekend. So every weekend, I'd go to their house and watch all three of them. But they were easy kids. Every so often, you're gonna get kids that are not easy. No. And it's like, you're responsible for their well-being and like you, they have to be alive and well when the parents get home. <laughs> so that's not, you know. Um, somebody says they do loss prevention for a Fortune 10 company with bonuses and stocks and grants. Entry level was 50000 Okay, whatever. Real estate, a lot of people spent time getting, I know a lot of people that lost their job over the pandemic and they're like, meh, I'll get my real estate license and now they're doing really well. I was going to say, I feel like I have like Five people a week go, guess what? I'm selling homes now. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, all of you? <laughs> this person says they make $64,000 a year as a 911 dispatcher. I feel like they should make more. They should make more. That's a hard job. Stressful job. And if you don't, if you want them to stay in the job and really want to help you, actually. I mean, how many times have we run a 911 dispatcher that doesn't give a rats? Either that is just too dumb to do the job. Right. You yeah. definitely get both. When I used to um, clean... Uh, the police post and then the dispatch center across the street in my hometown when I was young. Like, there's people that do a good job, and there's some people that are like filing their nails and picking their toes. They're like, yeah, what do you want? Emergency, really? what's wrong? 
Your house on fire? That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you gonna send the department or you just gonna keep asking him questions? Oh, the questions. Aircraft maintenance for a major airline. Got to do this job without a college degree. Two years of trade school is all it took, and he makes oh. over $200,000 a year. Trade school. I was going to say, I'd like a little bit of further education for that one. Yeah. <laughs> I could do that. Could um, you? Yeah. My husband's cousin works on Boeings mm-hmm. and makes a ton of money. He's living in Italy right now, working on planes over there for a couple of years, and then he's coming back. Wow. Yeah. I know a guy that did that. He made like three hundred k. Damn, what are we doing here? Aeronautics. I'll fix the flux capacitor (laughs) and the the phase link generator that hooks up to the smash-a-wazzle. Just make sure it's got 1.21 gigawatts and you're good to go. go. Look, I have 15 bolts left. Is that bad? (laughs) So Dr. Phil is back. He's going to return to television, not in his old daytime slot, but in prime time. Thank you for that. Really? Okay. Okay. Well, I'll find it. Hold on. Relax. I thought it was written on there. That's my thing. It's your. Do you, what'd Dr. you say? Dr. Phil. What'd you say? So that's my bad. Wait, is he doing wait, a wait, nighttime? Louder. Louder. My bad. Louder. <laughs> All right, here's Dr. Phil. I'm coming back in primetime on a whole new network that's called Merritt Street Media. It's my new network, but I've got some news that I want to share with you about that. This is actually not my network. This is our network. Oh, God. Is that the say, best you can do, I pal? think he's going to do, he's trying to be like the O network, like Oprah. Yeah. And so it's Merritt Street Media. But that was confusing. He's like, it's my network, but it's not my network. It's, it's our, our network. network. So he's got his own thing now? Yeah, so he's got a new daily show that starts airing at 8 p.m. on February the 26th. Same stuff? Same thing? Uh, I think it's going to be, You're going to yeah. play, play me, cash me out, girl. Come on. Oh, she's yeah. Got she's, a request. She's great. I yeah. love that. Ain't nobody going to catch me. Because you're too streetwise? Nope. <laughs> and all these hoes laughing like so funny. She's talking about the audience, that they're laughing at her. Did, did you say the, the, the hoes are laughing? <laughs> yeah. So the audience are a bunch of hoes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the stupid audience is clapping. Catch you outside? What does that mean? What I just said. Now, what does that mean to catch you I, outside? And now I'm a million bazillionaires. She's You've got, got a lot of tension on the internet since you were here. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Both. What's good about it? Well, I guess what's good for you is I made you just like how Oprah made you. You were nothing before I came on this show. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> what a little just. Uh, and now she has a net worth of $25 million oh if you want to barf. Oh, God. No wonder we got so many people. Because you're too streetwise. Is that it? <laughs> now yeah. look. He says he's going to bring you essential news and entertainment. The format's going to be just like his old Dr. Phil show. Oh, God. He should yeah. open up with her. Why is she rich and other people aren't that like deserve us? to be rich? Now, like, you, you want to be rich, but you want to tell fart jokes on the radio. Do you ever look at people, because I do all the time, and I go, she's a perfect example. Catch me outside, girl. Another one is like little Uzi Vert who put the pink diamond in his forehead. And I'm like, why do people like that have money? You know what why, I'm saying? Why we do talk they about have Britney Spears conservatorship. Somebody needs to grab their wallets. How yeah. much was that diamond he put in his forehead? Oh, oh it, was it was like 14. Was it 14 million? Somebody, he put a diamond in his forehead. Uh-huh. How about that? Oh, jeez. Um, I'm looking it up for you. You feel our pain? I know you do. It was a do. $24 million carrot. $24 million diamond in his forehead. 
That That's had to the hurt. Dumbest thing I've ever heard. And you know what his reasoning was? It wasn't to be cool. He was like, I was afraid I'd lose it if I didn't put it in me. <laughs> I should put my keys there. <laughs> Honey, you see my car keys? They're on your forehead. You couldn't get a piercing? <laughs> Does he have a fashionable earring? Where's like? the dog leash? Oh, I got it hooked to my ass. So down here. Didn't he start getting an infection and start getting pus on it and then well, they had to remove it? Well, that's what I'm saying. Anytime you embed something in your skin, what do you think is going to happen? Oh, no, happen? no. That thing's got to be bolted into his skull. You can't just put it on your skin. It's $24 oh, million. Uh, dollars. Yeah, you have to do it. It's called like a, uh, what are they? I think it was similar to what they, a bolt? What they call it. A dermal? Where it's like a, uh, they do like a hole in the skin, but they have like a bigger disc of metal that goes beneath it. Oh, like like, like a lapel pin, like a lapel pin. But do you have to go behind and clip it? Yeah, his like got infected because he wasn't washing with jewelry cleaner or something, and then they had to remove it. Oh my God. And now he's just got a scar there to remind him of what an idiot he is. (laughs) And we have to get up at two in the morning. Oh my God. And this guy's putting $24 million diamond in You can't have the lady that's running the soup kitchen that's doing good for the world make money. She goes back to her little one bedroom apartment. She's just trying to help the world. Why can't that lady be rich? Thank you for that. Right. But you got Daniel Bregoli, who's worth $25 million. Uh, a little ghetto scum. It hurts me. It physically hurts me. Um, something else that hurts is, remember we got the warning from DoorDash? It was a threat. It wasn't a warning. Yeah. It was like, hey, um, I know you don't want to pre-tip and you like to tip after you get your food to make sure, I don't know, it's not half eaten and it shows up and you don't get a urine milkshake like that one guy did from Chick-fil-A. <laughs> and, you know, it's actually, the bag is closed and your order is correct. No, no, no. If you don't tip beforehand, we can't guarantee, A, that you're going to get your food or, B, that it's going to be warm. It's going to be cold. No, no. let me get this straight. You want money for a job that you haven't done yet. Is that it? Yeah, so I feel like it would be better if we did it the way my people do it. And let's just go. Hey, it's me, Donnie DoorDash. Hey, yo, if you don't want a tip, it's no problem. Forget about it. But you got a beautiful burger and fries here. It'd be a real shame if something were to, you know, happen to it. Know what I mean? Like maybe some of your fries disappear. Maybe one of the fries gets broken, you know, like your leg. Maybe in the middle of the bun, there's a big thumbprint. (laughs) You better hope it's my thumb. Perhaps (laughs) someone might have licked all the drippy ketchup and melty cheese around the edges of it a couple times. Look at me. It's your choice not to tip. Like it's my choice to wad up the whole bag and punt it in the general direction of your front door. You're probably like, hey, are you saying what I think you're saying? Oh, we're just talking here, capiche? I know, it's crazy, right? Crazy talk. Are you the stupidest person alive? Stupid news with Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Here we go now. All right, uh, let's see here. Concert goers in Scotland were all made to rush out of the concert venue after a terrible error. Oh. Yep. Edinburgh's Usher Hall was evacuated towards the end of the performance by the Royal Scottish National Orchestra, and fire crews were called out to the scene after somebody accidentally, they say, pulled the fire alarm and triggered the alarm, and everybody had to rush out the door. I think they caught the suspect who did it, and his name was Jamal Bowman. <laughs> Stop. It's in the past, man. Litigated and resolved. You still talking about this? It looks like it was. It's in the past. Yeah, okay. I'm glad the guy in Scotland's talking about serving the American people. <laughs> <laughs> That's what, funny. What an a-hole that guy is. I know. 
He's still denying he did. Like, We're not going to talk about that anymore. Buddy, who are you trying to fool? All right, so um, you know this feeling. Uh, I've never had this, but I've seen other people have it where you're reclining your seat on the airline and the person behind you takes their foot and puts it on the tray and starts pushing you forward, like in, in pulses. Which you is know? so rude. If it wasn't meant to recline, it wouldn't recline. Yeah, so yeah but suck sometimes, it up. sometimes your femur is so long and the flight is so cheap that there's no room for you to recline. Well, it ain't my, my legs fault are just you big. can't pay for a better seat. Well, this. Yeah, but it's also not my fault that my legs are this long. Well, suck it up, Junior. Oh, I'm supposed to just bunch myself into a ball for the person in front of me? Absolutely. You didn't see the fine print? Absolutely. If you lean your seat back, then you have the same amount of room as if you were both sitting up. Well, the fury of this woman was actually very, uh, I would say she was... um, Calmer? No, not calmer. I think she held it for a long time. It was an hour and a half flight, and the guy behind her or the girl behind her kept pushing the seat up, even though she had it reclined, and she has a right to recline it. And she waited till the end of the flight, and then she lost her mind. The whole trip, she pushed my seat. You no, seen you it. seen it. I know she did. She put, no. I'm allowed to put my seat back. I'm allowed to put my seat back. I'm allowed to put my seat back. Yeah, well, you know, I blame the airlines. Screw you. You, you! you build seats that you can't... Like, he's right. Like, you can't possibly... Even somebody who's 5'10", like me, that's not for humans. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's something you can't change. But what you can change is your reaction to somebody's behavior. So, do you think it would be okay for the airlines, whoever's working on it, to come back and go, Hey, maybe don't kick the person's seat in front of you. What are you, 12? No, they don't do that. They didn't do that on this flight. Yeah, I don't... And honestly... How much do they recline? A half inch? It's, it's not even a lot. Yeah, it's I ridiculous. I push the button. I'm like, is it working or is it just loose? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Exactly. All right. So uh, Anna Stankovic, she uh, posted this video on Sunday of her of her forehead. She got her boyfriend's name on her forehead. She Tat- knows that's permanent, right? Tattooed across her forehead. Okay. First. Why? 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 Why would they do this? Oh, because you're stupid. Well, it's better than getting pregnant with his kid because you know what's going to... Because I that was that was something prevalent in my family. I'd rather have a child to show than a uh, forehead tattoo. No, but then you're going to have a stupid child. No, because I'd, I'd say, yeah, why did you do that? Oh, because you know if I have his baby, he won't leave me. Really? You're, you're stupid. El stupid, okay? Is that the mentality that if I have his baby, then he's stuck oh, with yeah. me? Oh, yeah. And then she and then she realized she gets a check when she doesn't have a you know man around, and then she had a few more babies. Oh, <laughs> oh no. I see. Yeah. I still talk to her every once in a while. What did she say? Painful. <laughs> I have 20 babies. <laughs> he <What>? loves me. <laughs> You must be fun at holidays. <laughs> God, you know, I was surrounded. I had one smart cousin, but she was a traffic nightmare. What do you mean? She passed away, bless her soul. Daisy, my cousin, uh-huh. she was my first cousin, and she was one of the closest ones, and we were uh, in New Jersey. <laughs> and she she uh, turned left, it was nighttime, turned left in her enormous SUV was a... Balgave Montigo by Chevy. Some huge wow. tank sits eight people, <laughs> makes a left, and, and just sideswipes this guy. I guess the door handle, like she's turning left, caught his coat, and he spins around and falls on the ground. Whoa. And I'm like in the backseat. I'm going, what did you just do? Where you? And then she kept speeding up. She's I go, like, he's fine. Where are you going? She goes, that's what she said. She goes, oh, he's okay. <laughs> 
Like, what's wrong with you? And my wife, Angie, was screaming in Spanish some curse words. Oh, my God. She's like, I can't stop. I'll get arrested. That's what she said. <laughs> See, but now it's a felony because it's a hit and run. <laughs> that's, that's what I said. Wow. <laughs> you were an accomplice because oh, you were there. okay. And the guys no. back there like, oh, this is in Havana. <laughs> Oh, my God. I'll never forget that night. She just fall out of a coconut tree? Yeah. And she was a smart one. Yeah. Oh, gosh. What's I mean, the rest I, of your family like? Well, the other, well <laughs> he, uh, he won't leave me because I have his baby. I mean, and, of course, the guy's out the door in two minutes. Do you drink a lot at the holidays? Oh, yeah. You never know, though. My, my license says safe driver. I don't know where they got that. <laughs> Where were we? Oh, the girl who put the tattoo of her boyfriend on her forehead. Well, how's that going? Never put the name of your significant other tattooed on your body, ever. It's a curse. Is it really long? What is it, Bartholomew? (laughs) I love a tattoo artist. I've never done this to another human being in my life. I'm feeling some sort of way about it. Oh, God. She said, oh, God, this sounds like my cousin. I'm in love with my boyfriend. I think if you really need to love someone, you should show it. So to prove it, I put a tattoo on my forehead. Do you have to show it there? You I couldn't show how, it on, like, your ankle or something? Yeah, I gotta see how big this thing is. <laughs> oh. I mean, anything on the forehead. Didn't we just get done talking about what's his face with a jewel in his well, head? How about, how about the guy that got arrested in Tampa oh. for murder, and across his forehead he had a tattoo that said, Murderer! Oh my gosh, his name is Kevin, and she has it tattooed, like it's the it's whitest name ever. Kevin. It says Kevin, and it's tattooed, it is so big across, it's in her entire forehead, and it's not even even, It's a, she should walk with her head tilted, because it's not <laughs> straight across. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. All right, before we get into all the heavy stuff, uh, this is brought to you by Farrah and Farrah, the Sunny Update. Can I do the tuba player one more time? Yes, it was hilarious. Okay, so uh, tuba player at Texas Southern University was playing his tuba, and this is one of those uh, marching bands that dance. I love watching those guys. They're so good. Mm-hmm. And they play well while they're dancing, and they're reading music. So they were near the stands by the bleachers. They're in the bleachers. They're standing in the bleachers performing. Oh, they are? Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, in the picture, it just looks like they're going by the bleachers. But I guess they're walking inside the bleachers, which is weird. But they're by the Texas Southern University side, and somebody starts heckling the tuba player. And he doesn't even hesitate. Again, he's dancing. He's playing the tuba. You know, he plays the uh, the keys with his left hand. He holds the tuba with his shoulder, so his right hand's pretty free. So he goes. No, it's his right. It was, you got it backwards. It's his. He's holding it like this with his right hand. I just watched the video. What notes was he playing? I don't know. What matter? Okay, how did he get his right hand? Never mind. It's so his left hand. I'm the guy's aisle's on the left side of the guy. I know. And technically, it's not a and real tuba. And he punches. With, he goes like this and holds it like this. Okay. All right. For you, those of you at home watching the video portion of our program. Well, you got you it wrong, do- and you're going to get a hate mail. That we got it wrong. What am so I going to get? Oh, somebody's going to hate me, write me a hate mail because he used his left hand, not his right hand. How often do we get people love to correct you when you're wrong? So I'm That's just trying fine. to. Fine, get the story wrong. I don't care. It's not a just tuba. give inaccurate. It's fine. Just do it wrong. It's do called a sousaphone, but that's anymore. okay. Fine. It was a. He summer- was dancing in the streets, according to Rick, when he was standing in the bleachers playing his tuba. It's actually a sousaphone. Okay, he was three and a half inches away from where the guy was standing, and he was going south. And then, on his left side, the west... Okay, so he's going by this guy. This guy's heckling him. So he, he gets... While he's dancing and playing... The, am I doing everything okay so no, far No, you're for you? wrong already. 
He's not going by anyone. He's standing in the bleachers with the band playing, and the guy walks up to him. I'll tell you what, I'll do the story. So they're playing in the stands. Dude walks up. He starts yelling something okay. at the tuba player that nobody minute. can hear because there's a band how, playing. How is he marching? He's not marching. He's going He's left, marching. right, left, right. He's standing up in the bleachers like Just all bands do at football games, I and they're performing. That. He's so dancing. He, right. He's standing Show up dancing, video. but he's not okay, moving. Okay, so he's dancing. All right. I didn't say he was moving. I said he's dancing. You said he marched by the guy, which there's no marching. What just, difference at this point does it make? You're just wrong is all we're saying. Okay, that really changes the story. So anyway, I don't even want to do it now. Play I the, don't, guy I yells don't, at tuba like player. Tuba player hits him. <laughs> story over. Next. You ruined it for me. Well, you were wrong, so... Who cares where he was walking or standing or the tuba? He wasn't marching past somebody. Who cares? I do. You got the story Why? wrong. Just admit you got it wrong and move on. Just say, okay, thanks, Jill, what for have correcting I said, What if I said he was hanging upside down from the scaffolding and his tuba was... Never mind. I would love to hear this. <sighs> yeah, ruined my story. Good. You get... Nothing. You need a vacation. You lose. Good day, sir. You need a vacation. I know. That's why I'm leaving this week. <sighs> it's easy for him to say. I got to do both jobs. I could see her at the cruise. He's over there going, smoke, my meatballs are in the microwave. And I'm like, I don't have anything ready. I could see her in, <laughs> in the cruise with Harold. Okay. He didn't put the vodka in first. He put the grenadine in first. No, I, I no, saw No, I don't do yell at my husband like that because he doesn't act like you do. Oh, no, that's, oh, he doesn't defend himself? No, he doesn't do anything wrong. Oh, he doesn't do anything mm -hmm. wrong. You don't know the same Harold I do. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <sighs> Let's see here. i got to get every sentence perfect. <laughs> Jill's going to slam me into the concrete. Well, if we got it wrong, let me just say this. It's a and tuba I and a guy who's drunk. Okay. Who cares? Calm down, crazy. Okay, you, okay, now you're going to tell me to cook. Now she's going to tell me. This is so typical female. You know, after they get you all riled up, then they're the ones that turn around and go, hey, you know, you need to calm down. I know. The story's over, but I'm just telling you that if I didn't correct you, we're going to get a text. Smoke Who's and gonna I. Who's going to text me? Smokestack. How often, if Rick gets his story wrong or we leave a part out, do we get a text at 11 a.m. going, oh, great, you guys. We left out the best part of the story. I got it wrong. Why didn't anybody tell me? We suck. Was the tuba play player facing south or north, and whether he was dancing or walking make any difference that he punched the guy out? You acted like he was walking down the street, which just wasn't part of the story. No, people. Let's be smart and bring it off. Oh, so now the talking cheese is going to preach to us. <laughs> All right, uh, let's see. Trump tried yesterday. There's nothing. There's no precedent for this. The guy overvalued. They say he overvalued his prop. You know, uh, I'm, see, I can't do this now. I just can't do this. I'm sorry to throw you off. Can't do this. <laughs> his entire day is ruined. It He'll is. never recover. Totally ruined. Why? Because I corrected him once? Because a tuba player. Correct me about something like this. This is technical. There's but a that, lot of that. You have that correct, here. though. I don't need to correct you when you're right. Oh, okay. All right. I, I like to. I think it's I don't fun. correct you for the sake of correcting you. I'm just trying to help. You're trying to help? Mm-hmm. Okay. In that case, here's a bet. No. <laughs> <laughs>
So uh, Trump uh, testified on his own behalf yesterday. The judge and Letitia James, the district attorney, uh, they don't care because she made her, she wants to make, this is her moment. She wants to be famous for taking Trump down over something that nobody else has been challenged with in any court in America. He overvalued his properties so he could get favorable interest rates on his loans, which he paid all back. There was no harm to any party. No banks complained. No banks were defrauded. Yeah, it's not like he's a politician that's trading money for favors. She ran on getting Trump. I look forward. I look forward to going into the office of Attorney General every day, suing him, defending your rights, and then going home. She's she's a racist. So uh, they're in the courtroom yesterday. Trump's testifying, and the attorney says he doesn't want to hear it. I mean, the attorney, the lawyer. He threw me off. The judge says he doesn't want to hear it. So Trump's lawyer, when she got done, she let him have it. She went outside. She said, this whole justice system is falling apart. And what I'm seeing is such a demise of American judicial system and democracy. Miss James came out this morning and said that she knew Mr. Trump, and she always calls him Mr. Trump because it kills her that he was the president. But the 45th president of this country, one of the best presidents we've had, has built a great company. It's worth a ton more than that statement of financial condition. And she doesn't know how to get out of it because her politics won't allow her. She calls him a bully. She says he's going to bring out racial slurs. He's going to say things today and taunt her. Well, Miss James, you taunted him. Before you came into office, before you saw one record, one statement of financial condition, you taunted him. You said his administration was too male and too pale. Okay, oh. so there's your racist wow. remark from the district attorney that was bought and paid for by George Soros, who hates this country and wants yeah. to destroy it. And she's part of it. So she's going after Trump, and that's going to be her claim to fame. Now, Jonathan Turley says, it, moreover, there's there's nothing here. Well, I could find no case anywhere like this. And it, part of the problem is the underlying law, which doesn't require any victim. It doesn't require anyone to lose money. You know, the banks were not complaining. They apparently made money. Nice. Uh, but that doesn't matter. And you have the AG, James, who ran on being a political activist. She ran on saying that she would bag Trump for anything. Yeah. Attorney General's not only a racist, she's full of it. She's just trying to get Trump. Now, how does this apply to you? You're driving to work going, so what does this matter to me? Who cares? What does this matter? Well, this, when it's your court case. This attorney general and counselor explains why it should matter to you. Imagine a small town where the speed limit is 55 miles an hour and everyone goes 65 miles an hour. And it's always been that way. And no one's ever been pulled over. No one's ever been arrested. But then a new sheriff comes to town and says, you know what? I don't like that John Doe guy over there. And I'm going to start enforcing the law specifically against him. And not only that, I'm going to make sure that he doesn't speed now. I'm going to make sure that he and his family can't ever drive again. And I think that's probably what the former president was feeling. Yep. It's a good analogy. Hey, I have a question. Yeah. Um, and this is just because I don't know a whole lot about George Soros. What has anyone looked into like his background or anything? Why does he hate America so much? Um, I don't know the psychological reasons behind it, but I know he does, and so does his son, and his son's in charge now. He handed over his uh, 
Castellanese fortune to him. Really? Yeah, I don't know. Is he not hugged enough as a kid? Like, what's going on? I don't know. There's some background. I, I don't remember it okay. right now, but I know that uh, he's the driving force behind all these district attorneys and and these uh, all these people that you know pretty much want chaos in the streets and you know those people who kill people and they let them out you know a few months later because whatever. Well, they also said he was funding all of the pro-Hamas protests all over the country that he was funding all of them oh, yeah. because he thrives on chaos. Anything for chaos. One of them is Rashida Tlaib, the Democrat from Michigan, is accusing President Biden of complicity in the deaths of children in the Middle East, which is really sweet when you think about it because October 6th, there was a ceasefire there was an effect, and here comes Hamas over the border with no warning and kills a bunch of kids because they just felt like it that day. You know, so uh, she leaves that whole part out because what matters is what happened on October 7th. The progressive House squad member has leveled a barrage of criticism against the leader of her party, President Biden. She says your silence is deafening. Your complicity is even worse. A whole generation of children is being wiped out in front of us. Oh, that's because, again, Hamas, a terrorist group, came over and wiped out a whole bunch of children in the most inhumane way possible. So now uh, Bernie Sanders is sort of, sort of coming to her defense. But remember, Bernie's not Bernie anymore. Bernie used to be this guy. I even like Bernie because at least he told you what he believed. That's over. Now Bernie's just a shill for the Democrat Party. Listen to this. Rashida is a friend of mine. Her family comes from Palestine. I think she's been shaken, as all of us are, about what goes on, is going on right there, right now. Yeah. And- we have to address that humanitarian crisis. But if anyone thinks that Trump is going to be better than Biden on this issue or any other issue for that matter, I think they are sorely mistaken. What the hell was that? He changed subjects so fast, I think he broke his hip. Isn't he? (laughs) He's Jewish, though, right? Yeah, that was my question. Isn't he Jewish? My point exactly. Bernie Sanders used to say what he really believed, and he used to say, I didn't agree with any of it. He's a communist. I think he's a hypocrite because he says, oh, you know, the working families have to create a revolution and fight. for." And meanwhile, the guy owns like four houses and is worth several million dollars. But that's beside the point. That's because I am a part of the top 1%. That's right. He was while he was preaching against the top 1%. But uh, all of a sudden, he's become this just like the rest of them. That's He's so strange trying, to me. Trying to protect the Democrat Party and try to, you know, run that line in between the Democrat Party and where Rashida Tlaib believes, you know, that this is genocide on the Gaza side. And I, I understand that. I, I also understand and I know you know that words matter. And I want to ask about what she I, said. I don't know. Hey, look, well, word, word, no, words matter. But what matters more, Dana, is you have a horrible humanitarian disaster that has to be dealt with right now. You call it whatever you want to call it. So what he's doing is now he's a typical Democrat calling for a ceasefire because 80% of them want a ceasefire, which means nothing other than Hamas gets to regroup and attack Israel again. Because again, remember, there was a ceasefire before this, before any of this happened, and they breached it. So there you go. By the way, Rashida Tlaib, Bought herself a commercial. Oh, I did. Really? Were- She's running a commercial. For what? For the Palestinians, because apparently uh, this is supposed to change your mind. We stand with Israel. And now all the sad looks from Israel, the bombing, the children, the Mr. blood. Mr. President, the American people are not with you on this one. Now, what's funny about the commercial is uh, while she's saying and accusing the president of being complicit uh, with genocide in the Gaza Strip, the crowd there is yelling for genocide in Israel. It makes no sense. <laughs> of course not. None of these people make any sense. 
Let's go over to MSNBC, ex-Prime Minister of Israel. His name is Prime Minister uh, Naftali Bennett. MSNBC is trying to coax him into a certain viewpoint. He ain't taking it. He responded to her. They had the chance to form the Palestinian state that everyone's talking about. No one stopped them. They have beautiful beaches and beautiful weather. And they dedicated those 17 years to shooting rockets at us and to killing us. So why would, would, would you try it again? had a vote in 17 years because Hamas took over and hasn't held an election. And although you gave the territory back to to Gazans, and yes, they voted for Hamas, and then Hamas, Hamas became radicalized, um, they weren't a state. Okay, Hamas was radicalized before any of this happened. Hamas is using the Palestinians. I'll get hate mail for this and the tuba. But I mean, <laughs> the Pal- Hamas is using the Palestinians. Again, we can give you the list. For instance, just last week, they said the tunnels underneath Gaza, they built them for Hamas, not for the civilians. They're not allowed in there. Right. They also said that, hey, uh, remember when they said that that hospital was bombed? Okay, they bombed it themselves or a sub sub-terrorist group of Hamas, the uh, Islamic Jihad, bombed a parking lot because their missile failed that was headed towards Israel. They lied about that. We had one of the leaders of Hamas get on TV in Lebanon just last week and say, oh no, we're not going to stop. We'll do it again and again and again for the millionth time uh-huh. till, the Israel, till everybody in Israel is gone, dead. Exterminated. Then he comes over to the United States and speaks to uh, which network was it? NBC, and says, "Oh no, no, we just want we want to send the hostages back, and we want them to be with their families." No, you don't, because then it's all over once you do that. Yeah, no, they're lying. But you know, these people like MSNBC, they want to side with the terrorists, and she's challenging the former prime minister of Israel. It wasn't like you handed over statehood to. There was no. We, to we actually state did. They, 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 it was theirs to decide. But we, it wasn't we, connected with the West Bank. It but, wasn't. That, but that's beside the point. We're talking about Gaza. The West Bank is the West Bank and Gaza is Gaza. They got everything they wanted. Would you try that again? Would you experiment again after what they did? Exactly. So I have a question. So you said that they voted Hamas in, yeah? Yeah, the first time. Then there was no more elections. What is with the the mentality of constantly voting people in that want to do you harm. Well, at that point, they don't think they want to do harm and they're desperate and they figure these people are saying, hey, we're going to change everything. They lied. They lied Just to like us. here. Yeah, I was going to say, we got Joe Biden here. I don't think that's... Well, look at California. They voted Newsom in twice. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know it's a long, you know, far cry from Hamas, but at the same time, it ain't doing us any good. Yeah. So MSNBC host Katie Turr. Jeez. Yeah. Now let, let's, let me tell you how this is affecting people locally. New Jersey Democrat... His name is George Norcross. He's very wealthy. He's got his own booth at the Eagles game, right there wow. at the Philadelphia Eagles okay. game. He was Must confronted be nice. by security because you know how you have your suite, and right in front of your suite is the big cement wall, and yeah. you can hang stuff there like mm-hmm. Go Philly, uh, Go uh, Eagles, or whatever. Right. So he had an Eagles flag, he had an American flag, and he had an Israeli flag. None of them bigger than the other, just draped along his suite. Right, it's his. Very wealthy man, Democrat, you know? Well, security came up there and took his Israeli <gasps> flag down. What? And he got got in their face and they started yelling and pointing at each other. Then he was led away, taken out of his private box that he bought. And because he had his Israeli flag, he was pulled out of the Did game. Did they think it was going to start fights or something? No, Is it- nothing happened. Is that somewhere in the fine print or what? No. Well, yeah, there's uh, similar items that, you know, anything considered obscene or indecent. How is that considered obscene or indecent? Well, they said it was, this is what the uh, staff at the uh, New Jersey, at the Philadelphia Eagles said. It was potentially offensive. The Israeli flag 
was potentially offensive. But can't you hang pride flags and BLM flags? You can, yes. Aren't those considered potentially offensive to some? Yep. Now, his lawyer says the Eagles owe an apology to George and to the Jewish community. So we'll see what happens in there next. I'd be suing for money, too. Mm -hmm. An elderly Jewish man attending a pro-Israel rally in California has died after physical altercation (gasps) with a pro-Palestinian protester in Ventura County. Oh, no. Deputies responded to reports of battery at a demonstration on Westlake. That's a very ritzy community there. And Thousand Oaks used to live there. Uh, Verbal altercation broke out between a 69-year-old Paul Kessler and an unnamed protester on Sunday, per department press release. Witness accounts indicated that Kessler was involved in a physical altercation, and the pro-Palestinian protester knocked him to the ground. He hit his head. He died. So is the pro-Palestinian protester in jail? Doesn't say. Yeah, I don't have any more details on that. They said the incident's being investigated. So you kill somebody and you don't go to jail. Apparently not. Got it. It's offensive. So in Indianapolis, uh, officers there arrested a woman who they labeled a terrorist after she drove her car into a building she thought was a Jewish school. Oh, but that's right. But it wasn't. They just had like Israel in the name or something? Yeah, it was a rental building, Israelite School of Universal and Practical Knowledge. So she was being a terrorist, though. Yeah, she belongs to an anti-Semitic hate group. She's just a stupid terrorist. Yeah. Ruba, I'm I'm thinking of the dummy and who's the comedian with the dummy? I kill you. Oh, oh uh, uh, Jeff, Jeff Dunham. Jeff Dunham yeah. Ahmed, the dead terrorist. Yes. Uh, Ruba Algameth, 34, was arrested on preliminary charges of criminal recklessness. That's it? Really? That's it? She attempted murder. Yeah, the Anti-Defamation League defines the Israelite School of Universal and Practical Knowledge as an extreme and anti-Semitic sect of black Hebrew Israelites. They're not even, Is- they're not even part of uh, mainstream Israel. Wow. That's interesting. All right. Some people know just enough to be dangerous. And finally, I think you love this one. Ready? Ready for this? Ready. They had the chance to form the Palestinian state that everyone's talking. Doctor Fauci. We all remember him. Oh, of course. How could you forget? I was yelling at you to wear a mask. I said you should be fired unless you get the shot. (laughs) Of course, I made a lot of money during that, but. (sighs) Well. In the Inmora International Center for Ethics and Excellence at Case Western Reserve University. They put up a picture of me because I'm so handsome. I think they did. Really? They're going to award Dr. Anthony Fauci, a physician, immunologist, and infectious disease expert, with the 2024 Inamora Ethics Prize. Oh, knock it off. For yeah. what, being wrong the most times? So the guy that quite possibly is partially responsible for the death of 7 million people in this world is getting an award. There is no public figure or public health figure that has made a greater error in judgment than Dr. Fauci. The error in judgment was to fund gain-of-function research in a totalitarian country, fund research that allowed them to create super viruses that in all likelihood accidentally leaked into the public and caused 7 million people to die. Yep, he's getting an award. Who are you? Are you kidding me, Rick? Great. <laughs> That's great. Can't How make does that this happen. Can't make this up. Well, every week we manage to uh, snag him for an interview. So here he is. Uh, I think he's awake. What time is it? Oh, God, it's so early. I'm sorry, uh, Mr. Biden. Uh, President of the United States, Joe Biden. Good morning, sir. Oh, hey. Good to be on the Dick Tracy show with Jingle Bells and Flapjack. Now, before I start asking the gotcha questions, pal, I just want to say that I hope everybody remember to set their clocks back an hour last Saturday. 
because I, I went on around the house and did ours. And I also made sure to change all the batteries and the smoke detectors and also the batteries in that big, scary-looking back massager that Jill has snatched on the other side of the bed. Okay, uh, that's more than we need to know. By the way, did you happen to catch former President Trump take the stand on the civil trial yesterday? Oh, what a mess that is. And that's coming from me, Joey B. I put my foot in my mouth a lot, Jack. Mm. If anyone wonders if the former guy made things worse for himself yesterday, I'd ask this question. Do, do they use a forklift to pick up Clifford the, the Big Red Dog's duty? Yes. <laughs> well, Mr. President, the former senior advisor to your old boss, President Obama, David Axelrod, suggested you should drop out of the 2024 presidential race. Hey, I gotta be honest, I'm a little disappointed in him. I, I really thought the old triple Axel Rose there had a little more faith in me, Jack. Well, Axelrod says that given the fact that you've been dropping in the polls, specifically trailing former President Trump in polling of key swing states, what do you have to say for this, sir? Now, there's a guy who needs to go get some ice cream and call it a career, man. I, I, th- I think it's got to be the contact heist from all those years he was working with Barack. He says a lot of crazy crap. Come on, man. Axel left should know that I'm better than that. And, uh, I'm Joe Biden. I'm not going to drop out of nothing. I'm going to drop over, over probably another 15 or 20 times before the election, but I'm never dropping out. Uh-huh. I'm not going anywhere. Matter of fact, my handlers say they're determined to play weekend at Bernie's with me if necessary. Well, there's a thought. Well, to be fair, sir, your team is seriously downplaying how bad things these polling numbers are. 76% of voters say our country's headed in the wrong direction. 33% of voters have a favorable view, view of you. That's it, 33%. Yeah, which is why we're going to get my son Hunter's accountant involved. He's really good with the numbers, boy. Numbers. Yeah, but Mr. President, you have to admit, this isn't a situation you want to be in, right? Now, look, look, folks, to your point on the poll thing, the 76% of voters say America's heading in the wrong direction. I promise you that's just not true. Huh? For, for God, for God's sake, look at me. Every time I start to go anywhere, I head in six, eight, sometimes ten wrong directions. <laughs> but I always end up finding my way out of the room. And so will our country, by golly. I see. Well, we've got more polling. You're not going to want to hear about this one, sir. A new CBS poll says more voters think they'd be better off financially if Trump wins in 2024. And mo- more voters think Trump can keep the U.S. out of war. Any reaction to those? I do have a reaction. Folks, here's the deal. I know you're going through some hard times right now. Even with Bidenomics doing its thing, I know there are days you don't even feel like you have two nipples to rub together. But God love you. I promise you, we're going to get through this, and we'll be a promiscuous nation real soon. That's not hyperbole. Well, Uh, Republican Senator Ron Johnson says you've turned a blind eye when it comes to the border, and you're risking our nation's security. A blind eye? I'd like to buy a bury my foot in his Johnson, man. Uh, sir, uh, come on. Wait, wait, the, fact, the fact is 1.7 million, it's more than that. It's like 4 million have crossed the border into our country since you took office. Hey, does that include the illegal voters coming across the border that the Democrats are counting on? Huh? Sir, Senator, for, for, for votes. Yeah, Senator Johnson says your administration has buried its head in the sand. I don't like what that chump's dishing out, man, which is why I'm taking Senator Johnson's wife off my holiday sniff list. Okay. <laughs> well, do you have any comment on that? Now, you listen to me, Senator, funny name that means a guy's junk. 1.7 million people 
They may have crossed our country illegally since I took office, but I guarantee you, boy, by this time next year, we'll have twice that many folks sneaking into Mexico because of how crappy our prescription drug prices are. All right. That's all we have time for, sir. Thanks for calling President Biden. Let me close with this, folks. If I can run in 2024, I will. Trust me. I would eat Trump alive at the ballot box. As long as I have my extra strength denture cream on. The Sunny Update. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. Brought to you by All Electric Services. So this is interesting. I think we've known for a while now that Angelina Jolie and her father, John Voight, have had a little bit of strife in their relationship. Really? So, John Voight the other day, before I play you what he said, he was talking about how he was disappointed in his daughter and her coming to the defense of Palestinians uh, and Hamas instead of the Israelis. Um, So, if you want to know what she said, she basically posted, um, she was accusing Israel of deliberately bombing Gaza, um, which she described as an open-air prison for nearly two decades. So, she went on about this whole thing. Didn't mention October um, 7th, where, was it 6th or 7th? Seventh. Seventh. With the, uh, you know, the the paragliders coming down and killing everybody at the music fest and going home to home and shooting people and killing their families. That part she didn't mention. Really? She just mentioned when Israel decided to defend themselves and strike back. And then that's the portion she focused on. And here is what her dad had to say. I'm very disappointed that my daughter, like so many, has no understanding of God's honor, God's truths. This is about destroying the history of God's land, the Holy Land the land of the Jews. This is justice for God's children of the Holy Land. Israel, the Israeli army, must protect thy soil, thy people. This is war. It's not going to be what the left thinks. It can't be civil now. Israel was attacked by inhuman terror on innocent babies, mothers, fathers, grandparents. And you fools calling Israel the problem, you should look at yourselves and ask, who am I? What, what am I? And ask God, am I learning the truths or am I being lied to and following everyone else? Because my friends, the ones who understand truth see the lie. They see Israel has been attacked and these animals want to wipe out Jews, Christians. They see that the Palestinians have not been neglected to finance. They've been given huge infusions of money that they didn't share with the people. They made weapons instead for their, their rage. The people of Israel care for people. They love, they cherish, something these animals don't understand. Well, my friends of all nations, justice will prevail. And by the way, yesterday, Dolly Parton, of all, she's on my S list. Dolly Parton I, I think came- you read that. I, I read you, it wrong. She, I, uh, she said the same thing Angelina Jolie did. No, she didn't say anything about, oh, unless I missed that part. Oh, but oh, she was talking first about trans. Um, uh, it was about drag queens yeah, and she, the anti-trans law in Tennessee. Is that yeah, she was talking about how, uh, you know, they the transgender affirming care. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, I just read two stories about two detransitioners who were just their whole lives are destroyed. And Dolly Parton was out there going, oh, these terrible laws that won't allow these kids, kids, to get, uh, you know, testosterone treatments and hormone treatments and surgery if they need it. I mean, 
See, I didn't hear any of that. I just oh, heard you that they, see it. I just heard that they asked her what she thought about the anti-trans law, and she just said, "I just want everybody to be treated kindly." Is all I. That the was, only quote I saw. That was the quote on the top okay. under the headline. Was there more to it then? Then you read the rest of it. Right. And she's I all. Didn't see that and part. then she made some comments about Palestine. It's, she made comments about Palestine, really? Yeah, because they were asking her all kinds of stuff. Anyway, that the point being is that you know, one thing that I hope people get out of the show is that. Because I used to feel like this. You see people like Angelina Jolie. She's stunning, you know, right? And you see people like Brad Pitt. And you see people of uh, great celebrity or they're, you know, politicians that... And you think to yourself, God, the, I got to believe what they're saying. Because they, they, not only are they just amazing looking, they're smart and they, they carry themselves well. And they yeah. seem to know what they're talking about. I got news for you. A lot of these people may know how to act. They may know how to sing. They're trained. They're trained. They have great talent in one little narrow area. And the rest of the world, they're dumb as hell. I mean, Well, they're actors. They know how to act yeah. like they know something. But you sit there. when I remember doing it myself thinking, I can never talk to these people like tell them what I think because they're, they're just so much smarter than I am. I know a lot of people feel that way. Don't feel that way anymore. These people are stupid. And what they do is, just like any other stupid, shallow human, people like Angelina Jolie, who I hate to bag on her because she really did a lot of great things. Mm -hmm. But, you know, she dig, she dug a hole. What do you want to do? So she, uh, she comes out and says stuff like this, not realizing what she's actually saying. When you say free Palestine, you might as well say exterminate the Jews because that's, that's what they're cheering for. That's what's so sad about all this. You know. And there's going to be more celebrities that speak out and say stuff. Why? Sure we'll Why? Find them. No, nobody needs mm. to hear what they have to say. Do you ever get a headache that is so bad that you don't think it's ever going to go away? Every morning. Yesterday. No, <laughs> no in, in all seriousness, do you ever get like a borderline yeah, yeah. migraine and you're like, I can't function right now. I have to just sit down in a dark room and... I've had to, I don't get them often. My husband gets migraines constant, not constantly, but a, enough. Really? He gets them a lot, yeah. Um, to where he just has to go to sleep or it won't go away. And you take medicine and, you know, you hope that kicks in. One tip I saw was, um, before I get to this, is if you put Ben Gay, believe it or not, or Icy Hot on your temples because it, o it opens up really? the vessels. That's right. I put Icy Hot all over my temples. Shaq Diesel loves it. <laughs> and I tried it once. I put it on my temples, and then I put it between my eye, like where you're um, on the bridge of your the nose. Schnozzle. Right here. Yeah, right there. Yeah, right under schnozzle. And it really helped. But now they have something that could really help with uh, chronic headaches and stuffy noses. Did you know oh, about this? Because no, you know sometimes when you're so stuffed up, you get an awful headache? Yeah. This is a vibrating headband. Is that what they call it now? <laughs> you put it around your head. It probably looks ridiculous. And it helps reduce stuffy symptoms um, just like a steroid spray without any side effects. Because, you know, if you use those sprays up your nose, I can't use them. Doctors will prescribe them to me because it gives me nosebleeds. Um, Flonase. Yeah, like stuff like that. So this is a vibrating headband. It delivers sound waves into the bones above the nose, causing the vibrations to travel to the blacked, uh, the blocked nasal passageway and reduces swollen blood vessels. Um, and shifts the mucus. Oh, that's so what it I hate. shakes the mucus out of your that's head. Is that basically, what it is? it's just shaking your brain, and it's going get out, get out, oh. get out. <laughs> Two words that Jill hates: mucus and moist. I don't. God, it's <sighs> the worst. Moist is by far the number one. Anything with an oi sound, like I don't like loin. I don't like moist. Um, I don't like any of the Some oil. trauma you suffered earlier in life? I don't or? know what it is. It's just like, like if you go to the grocery store and you see like moist tenderloins, that yeah. I'm done. I can't. <laughs> do they sell those? <laughs> yeah, they do. Moist tenderloins. <laughs> Usually at the strip club, but yeah. 
So here's, if you want to live six years or you want to add six years to your life, Rick doesn't. He's already said, you know what, I'm, when I'm done, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, throw me into the dumpster behind the station. I'm, uh... But here's some lifestyle changes you can make if you want to add, go ahead and tack on an additional six years. Does he require work? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, <sighs> what, flossing? No, but that does really, the dentist really says that that's a big deal. Of course they're going to say that. Um, don't smoke, obviously. This includes vaping. Wow. Did they have to do a study for that? Yep. Okay. Um, control your cholesterol. Really? Uh-huh. I never heard this stuff before. My cholesterol does what it wants. I can't be in charge of that. Uh, keep your weight in check. Mm-hmm. Never heard that either. Blood that's pressure. phobic. Be active. Don't be fat and eat well. Wow. Then where did this bizarre really unbelievably rare study come from. I know. It's stuff you've never, ever never heard Never heard this before. It's from American Heart Association. Really? Mm. It's all the heart things. Wow. Did they commission a don't, study? Did they hire a bunch of scientists? It says here, don't eat a bucket of bacon. Don't eat fish in a bag. Why would Don't I yell at your co-workers. Bucket. Rick, you're not doing well so far on no. this list. It's really fish weird. In a bag. Do you hear about the, the stolen toilet? No. Oh, the, the gold thing? Yeah. So there's four men in England, apparently, who just got arrested for stealing a $6 million gold toilet. And uh, they did it four years ago, but I guess they just got arrested or charged with it now. Um, an artist made it from Italy. They made it out of 18 karat gold, and they named it America. I like it in toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Did and they it, use it? It was originally on display. I think it was just meant to be art. Oh. It was on display at the Guggenheim. Oh, the Guggenheim. And you could wait in line. Okay, you could use it to actually go in and use it. Did, didn't Kanye and uh, Kim have one of those? I think there's a Swarovski crystal oh. encrusted. <laughs> oh. There was a time limit. If you waited in line at the Guggenheim to go in and use the gold toilet, you had three minutes. Um, eventually, it got moved to a place in England called the Blenheim I feel like I need to say Blenheim Palace. Toilet Museum? Yes, the Toilet Museum. Um, it's where, it's a, the same site where Winston Churchill was born. So I guess all the, like, the fancy things go there. Oh. Um, so apparently in the middle of the night in September, back in 2019, it just disappeared. Oh, I remember this. And people yes. had no idea where it went. Was We're it, like, wait a, a minute. We group did, of renegade plumbers? No, yeah. we did the story on the air. Remember when they stole the toilet? They stole the golden toilet. The, and now all four men, they're... They're pretty young. They're between 35 and 39, are facing charges for burglary and conspiracy to transfer criminal property. Did they recover the toilet? They recovered it? Um, well, I, I don't know. Okay. But they, they it, it sparked a new business idea, that's for sure. It happens time and time again. Honey, have you seen our gold toilet? Where was the last place you saw it? Um, in the bathroom. Well, now you can catch gold toilet thieves red-handed with Gotta Go Jack. We use our patented <laughs> GTPS, a gold toilet positioning system, to find your gold toilet immediately. Honey, the gold toilet is missing again. Use the Gotta Go Jack. Your gold toilet is located outside on the curb. Oh, there it is. I guess the thieves weren't able to get very far. Yeah, because... Because it's so heavy, because it's gold. Yep. Anyway, what's for dinner? The Gotta Go Jack. Track down your stolen gold toilet today. I know. It's crazy, right? Crazy talk. You know, it's just easier to call you stupid. Now, stupid news on the Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Spokestag. All right, this isn't stupid, but I don't want to miss the story because it's kind of interesting. According to a new report from Bloomberg, the new Apple Watches will be able to monitor blood glucose and your blood pressure and sleep apnea. Wow. How? That's what I asked is how. I, I mean, mean, I know mine does the heart rate, but well, it doesn't yeah, do the other that's stuff. That's like a little infrared that like flashes and it reads the... 
I don't know, because it can kind of like see through into your veins almost and like kind of detect your pulse and stuff that way. But I don't know how it's going to check the glucose thing. Doesn't it need a blood sample for that? Well, no, because they have those. Well, I don't know how it works either, but it says here in Bloomberg, it's unclear exactly how the Apple Watch Series 10 will detect blood pressure. But Forbes speculates could be using near infrared spectroscope uh, spect spectrometer. No, spectropity. Something like that. <laughs> What's a spectropity? Anyway, spectroscopy. <laughs> Spectroscopy? I don't know. Anyway, this thing calculates uh, your change in blood pressure by looking at blood flow with near-infrared light. While this technology wouldn't give exact numbers that a doctor could provide, it can detect any major change, giving a sign to the person that they should visit a healthcare professional. How far are we from... Healthcare professional going, you know, we don't have enough clients today. Turn <laughs> right. on the Apple Watches. <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez. I'm curious as to how I'm... I don't know. Yeah. Because your know. instinct goes, ooh, I want that. That's cool. But then you go, well, 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 how yeah, though? For now, but next thing you know, it'll be like, look, the new Apple Watch takes your rectal temperature. Look. Oh. <laughs> I have a quick story. My wife, uh, was, we're in a diner, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, in case those of you who don't know, we own a diner. So a uh, guy comes in and falls to the floor. <gasps> so she runs over and puts her Apple Watch on his wrist and it shows um, AFib. Really? Oh. So the EMT has arrived and she says to she says to the EMT, um, my watch shows AFib. And he goes, oh, those things don't do anything like that. They're no good for that. So he goes on his work and a few minutes later he turns around and he goes, oh, he's got AFib. My wife goes, I just told you that. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, my watch saved me when I had it. Oh, but That's... they hate it when the watch does their job. But that was smart of Angie to go try to help him and figure out. Yeah. She's smart. I don't know what she ended up with me. But... I don't either. God bless her, though. All right. Humans aren't the only creatures with an imagination. Apparently, rats are, too, according to Scientific American. What? In a series of remarkable experiments, researchers at the Howard Hughes Medical Institute in Virginia concluded that rats are capable of visualizing objects and places not actually in front of them. Abstract reasoning. So that's like, like I got a 99 on my SAT. What was it, SAT? It's one of those tests. Well, the top score for, okay. Well, the top score for your, well, that's ACT is 1600. Well, I don't know. I got a 99 in that category. Abstract reasoning is, that's why my dad kept telling me, you got to go to architecture. Because it's the ability to see things that you can't see. Things like if you can see the front, you can imagine what the behind looks oh, like. Oh, that's interesting. So yeah. rats can do that, according really? to this new study. Yeah. So their brains kind of layered the same way ours is, where like you you take in the sensory input and then it uses prior knowledge to right. make guesses about what that. It is. extrapolates what they can't see from what okay. they are seeing. So the study in science has implications that go beyond rodents with applications for humans on everything from the design of prosthetic devices that use brain-computer interfaces to better understand things like amnesia. Wow. I don't know. You say amnesia like you say Indonesia. Indonesia. And what is it? It's not amnesia? I think it's cute the way you say amnesia. We say amnesia. She's trying not to get in a fight with me again this morning. Go ahead. I just don't want to tell you you're wrong again and have you yell at me No, I didn't yell at you. You started it. I was just trying to help. There's another one. You could say amnesia. That's, as you much might as, you as well like. be my wife sitting across from me. I got We're the same person. I need medical attention. Why? <laughs> <laughs> because I'm going to die here. It's not here at home. 
<laughs> you do. You work with the same person as if you're married. It's constant. <laughs> what did you say? What was? What did you just say a few minutes ago? You want me to be? You want I said to, I was just trying to help. Just trying to help. That's the one. That's the one. That's at home. And then I'm earlier, home. I was I'm like, at home. Uh, you know, you, you, you put that picture up wrong. What do you mean it's wrong? It's off by an eighth of an inch. I can see it. What do you? It's off an eighth. Who's gonna see that? I'm just trying to help. Well, she is. You want to go through life with your pictures all hanging askew throughout your whole house? See, you can just buy a level. That works, but I don't. Do you have a leveler? Yeah, I have a level. He just doesn't want to go get it and use it, do you? Right. Okay. It looks oh, fine. So well. Uh, I take it off the wall. I got to put it back on. It's yeah. Anyway, a uh, Chinese woman has been. She's got quite a business going here. She built three men out of a hundred thousand dollars in a marriage scam. 35-year-old woman named Zhu, who's said to be a good-looking, said to be good-looking, was already married to a man who owns his own business. She was bored. So what she started to do was she would court several men at the same time, four in this case, later claiming that her real husband was always too busy and didn't have time to pay attention to her. She reportedly managed her suckers by getting around real weddings with a lie claiming her home was illegally demolished and she had to stay single in order to be eligible for the compensation. But the staged ceremonies were really what mattered and these men would pay for it ahead of time. So she ended up with like a half a million dollars. What? Well, they caught her. Well, I'm in need. <laughs> yes, it's a trifling friend indeed. Yeah. Oh, she's a gold digger. You gonna play the whole song? Way over time. He's trying to get to the drum part. She's on me. Uh. She kill me now he's saying she's a gold digger. Last time Kanye was good. Cops in Tampa pulled over a guy. He uh, was going 110 on his motorcycle, weaving through traffic. That's fast. 30-year-old Jesse Riviera. And they finally caught up with him when the cop went over to, uh, you know, check out his fake license plate, which was McLovin. (laughs) I love that. That movie's the best. The trooper grabbed Riviera, and then the bike fell on him. Broke his ankle. Oh, dude. (laughs) How do you... Well, I suppose it's that heavy of a bike, huh? And those bikes are heavy when they fall on you. I had a couch falling the other day. My foot's still a bowling ball. Why are you dropping stuff on your feet? I don't know. Yeah, what are you throwing couches around for? Just preparing my man cave. Oh, yeah, that's right, the garage. He's like an injured cat. He just wants to go on, on his couch, which is like serves the purpose of a bush. He just wants to go on the couch and die in peace. <laughs> Everyone leave me alone. When I'm injured, I just go away, and I live my life. Yeah, pretty soon, it'll just be relegated to a small plywood tree fort in the backyard. Pretty much. It's coming to that. Finally, a group of orcas managed, did you see this? This is this crazy. Is scary, because the I think it was one big female orca that did it first, mm. and then she started teaching all the other ones, and now they're all doing it. Yeah. They teach each other stuff. It's really scary. The group of orcas managed to sink a yacht off the coast of Morocco last week. 45 minutes, they attacked the boat. Right? They caused irreparable damage. What's funny is the first attacks came and the uh, guy who owns or whoever's running the boat opens the engine compartment. He's trying to plug up all the holes from the noses of the shark, of the uh, orcas. So this water's gushing in. He's down there putting his hands on the hole, and while he's doing that, another orca comes and goes, ram, right on the side of the boat. Uh -uh. I mean, they're killer whales. And they're slamming into the boat. Killer whales. So search and rescue teams finally showed up. The Moroccan Navy was there. The yacht could not be salvaged. It sank near the entrance to the port of Tangier. So that's uh, 30 miles northeast of uh, the Strait of Gibraltar. So none of the members of the crew were harmed. Everybody was rescued. But yeah, the orcas... 
taught each other. And How to attack? Destroyed. They've done it before. There's a lot. Do they, like, do they read National Geographic and realize, wait, we don't have any predators? No one's going to come after us? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get them. It's like, the, and you know, somebody's going to say, well, you know, it's nature getting back. It's like that movie, The Happening, you know? Have you seen the movie, The Orca? No, I haven't seen that. Yeah, it's about a, it's kind of like Jaws, but with a killer whale. Is it a horror free, free willy? It's, yes, it is. Well, they, <laughs> what happens is they, they, um, they capture the mother, I guess, and kill the baby. Oh. Killer whale and like dad's in the ocean and like dad sees it and so dad goes to Revenge. destroy all the fishermen. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty good. Okay. Coming up on Killer Whale Demo, watch as our team of renovators use a pot of killer whales to spruce up a house. All right, so what are we doing here today? Well, I really want to replace these countertops in the kitchen. Uh Uh-huh, I see. And I wouldn't mind knocking out this wall and making it an open concept. Sounds good. Bring in the killer whales. Excuse me? (laughs) What are you doing to my Relax, lady. You knew what this show was when you signed up for it. It's all coming up on Killer Whale Demo, only on HGTV. It's Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. We'll take a one-minute break and then come back for the debate. Get your fix at 1059sunnyfm.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 